Are we live? I think we're live, dude. Let's go live. This should be working. Shouldn't it? What if we go paste and go? See if that works. Looks like we're live, guys. So it's John the Bond, January 23, 2021. It's almost midnight here in beautiful, crazy southwest Bulgaria. And today we're discussing, let me go to my little tabs here. Let me tell you about what we're discussing today. You've heard the news about Larry King. Obviously very sad news. We're going to talk about that. Uh, you've heard the news, blah, blah, blah. He died supposedly uh, today, January 23, 2021. We're going to talk about that. Some sinks, some bizarre coincidences to do with this character. We're going to talk about my video that I released one year ago today. A YouTube video I uploaded one year ago to the day. And in it, I was the first person that I know of in this entire scene to describe the... Let's, let's come up with a code word for it. You know that invisible demon that kills people? I was the first person to describe it as a... And we need, an, we need another code word. You know when someone claims something but it's not true? Okay? We call that thing a four-letter word beginning with H. I'm going to come up with a new word for it. I'm going to call it a... Just for now, let me think of something. A moose. There's a moose hanging from my wall here. A wooden moose. I was the first person to call the invisible demon a moose. Is moose too much of a code? Hmm. No, that'll do for now. That'll do. So that's what I did about a year ago. Not, not about a year ago. A year ago to the day. Okay. Of course, that video reached 10,000 views before it got deleted by YouTube for, you know, blah, blah, blah. But today, guys, today is one year. One year since uh, there I was in beautiful, crazy Chiang Mai, Thailand, northern Thailand. Those were simpler days, man. And a lot of people, man, they didn't like what I had to say about it being a moose. The invisible demon being a moose. But now they know I was right from day one. We're going to talk about this propaganda that is still going on to this day that those with eyes to see should be able to realize is propaganda. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how I've been doing that from the beginning. We're going to talk about Larry King's interview with Mr. Rubberface over here because this guy might very well be wearing a mask. I know how crazy that sounds. Just wait till you see it. And also, Larry David's bizarre interview with Michael Jackson. But he didn't call himself Michael Jackson, he called himself Dave Dave. Just bizarre stuff, man. We're going to talk a little bit about this McGregor fight, which the, uh, the undercard begins in about 90 minutes, but the actual main event is still hours and hours away. And I'm staying up. Well, I, I might stay up all night for it, I might get a couple of hours sleep, I don't know. And then we're going to talk about some of the sinks to do with this McGregor character. Because as those of you watching live can see, the ring girls for his big money fight with Money Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, uh, was heavily sponsored by Corona. And the beautiful ring girls were wearing skimpy outfits emblazoned with Corona. And the ring, okay, the, the ring they fought in. Corona right in the middle. This was literally days within the eclipse, the 2017 eclipse. And of course, when there's an eclipse, what do you see? Okay, the sun becomes occulted by the moon, and you are left with the corona, aren't you? 
I spoke about all this back at the time, but what I didn't know back in 2017, I even wrote a massive article about this, but these particular sinks, what I didn't know was what was going to happen in uh, early 2020, did I? I didn't know what was going to happen. But it's all very relevant. Don't you worry about that. And uh, what else we got here? Larry King. Oh, yeah, so guys, if you're watching live, let me know. Can you hear me? Is the audio coming through all right? I'm not going to continue until I know you can hear me. So in the live stream chat, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to sit here and enjoy. What's the point of me talking if you can't hear me? So I need you to let me know. Can you hear me? In the live stream chat. Testing, testing. Can anybody hear me? I really do hope you can. Can you hear me? Maybe I can just test for myself. Stuff it should work. See what happens. In the live stream chat, let me know. Oh, yeah, I can hear me. Very good. Alrighty then. So we'll start off. You've heard the news about Larry King. Larry King, legendary talk show host, dies at age 87. This is from CNN.com. Let's play this clip. Or not. Come on, CNN. Don't leave me hanging. He was the king of talk. Larry was the face of CNN. From presidents to professional athletes. Do you still face racism when you play? Music royalty. How do they tell you you're going to be a knight? To actual royalty. Movie stars to murderers. What's it like to kill someone? Heads of state to captains of industry. Is that a logical expansion bill for Microsoft? No one captured pop culture like Larry King on his iconic show. It was breaking news. It was long profiles. It was presidents. It was the most interesting show that we had. Interesting in part because King landed so many exclusives. Deep Throat himself, Mark Felt, finally speaks. And got hard to get stars to open up. A good question can open up doors in my mind that, that, that I would never think of discussing with anybody. Larry King made news, broke news, and broke ground. Together for the first time ever on television, Jordan's King Hussein, Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, and PLO Chairman Yasser Arafat talk about peace okay, in the I'm Middle East. Okay, pause it right there now. So you guys get the idea. You guys already knew this. So Larry King was this huge uh, cultural phenomenon in terms of blending supposed world geopolitics, pop culture, such as uh, celebrities, sports stars, rappers like, uh, what's his name? You know, the guy Snoop Dogg. He was like, uh, this Larry King guy was a very important character in the, the, um, how would you say? I don't even know the word for it. Whether you like CNN or you don't like CNN, whether you like Larry King or you don't, this guy was like a figurehead of this blending of different fields of people's interests. And again, geopolitics, um, music, sports, to the point where they just showed you on the screen him supposedly helping broker a freaking peace deal. Now, a lot of you are aware that war is, in fact, a moose. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, right? So when you, when you know that, because some of you don't know that, which just blows me away. Like, if you're new here, fair enough. But if you've been here for a while, you should know that by now. War is, in fact, a moose, because all the, all the countries are controlled by the same people. So you've got this TV icon helping broker peace deals between fake leaders of fake countries who are engaged in fake wars. That's right. And the reason I'm saying all of this, the reason I bring this to you, to borrow a line from Chael Sonnen, is that this guy is now dead, supposedly, on a very important day, January 23, 2021, and we're going to come back to all of that and more. 
let's move on. Now, this guy was supposedly born in which year? It says here, November 19, 1933. COVID-1933. Okay, so the guy who passed away today, Larry King, this great pop culture, geopolitical peace broker icon from CNN, which used to be a very popular uh, news network, maybe not so much these days, but everyone knows of CNN. And in fact, pardon me, in fact, I'm pretty sure it was a CNN uh, article that I covered in in this um, this video that I did a year ago, saying that this is all a hoax, or a moose rather. And so, CNN is very important, and this guy was using CNN, he was used by CNN, he was part of CNN to, to bring all these different fields together, get all the, the public consciousness on certain topics and certain things. And he happened to have been born in COVID-1933. Now, on what day was the coronavirus uh, characterized as a pandemic? When were we told that this can be characterized as a pandemic? It was March 11. March 11. That's why some of us refer to the the pandemic as a uh, 3-11, okay? Because it happened on 11-3, March 11. The same day, of course, that Tom Hanks claimed that he had caught the invisible demon and was now uh, quarantining at his retreat in Australia, I suppose. But this guy, the guy who passed away today, the king, the Larry King, what do kings wear on their heads? They wear a crown. What does corona mean? It means crown, doesn't it? Yes. And Tom Hanks, of course, played Larry Crown, didn't he? Lance Corona, Larry Crown, Tom Hanks. Don't even get me started on that particular one. We'll, we don't have time for that. The point here, you can see the significance here. Let's zoom in on that. Let's zoom right in, okay? 1933, there it is right there. So that guy who passed away January 23, so goes the story, born in COVID-1933, okay, Larry King. Now, in this video, which is no longer available on YouTube, which was uploaded, like I said, one year ago today, where I described the invisible demon as a moose, nobody died, nobody got hurt. At the time, they were claiming there were 17... Um, victims in China or whatever and the 17 stuck out to me and the fact that this was starting to get news on mainstream outlets the front of CNN or the front of the Washington Post or whatever it was that I was reading at the time maybe both of them actually I was like hold on there's something very suspicious here and so I made a video saying that this is in fact a moose nobody died nobody got hurt that was a year ago guys that was a year ago today that blows me away man what a Jesus man Simpler times, man, before the Great Reset. Simpler times, man. And of course, uh, over the next few months, I was uh, attacked, ridiculed, even ostracized to an extent by certain people for going to... Oh, you've gone too far this time. You know, you've, you, you say everything's a hoax, JLB. You've, you've auto-hoaxed this one too soon. Okay, fine, whatever you say, because I'm still going to be here in 3, 6, 9, 12 months, and here I am. All of a sudden, hold on, what's that? Yeah, you guys all know. Some of you knew pretty early, but some of you actually believed in people falling down in China and people being welded into their house. I mean, who believes this crap? Guess what? A lot of people did. And I was like, okay, say what you want about me. I've heard it all before, okay? You want to have people attack you, just try and tell them the truth. And you'll, you'll see very quickly. You'll find out. That's what I've been doing for a very long time here at JohnLeBond.com. Thank you very much. So, okay, fine, guys. You all want to believe in the, the fear porn from Zero Hedge, from Alex Jones, 
from the so-called truth movement. You want to believe that this is an engineered virus from some lab in Wuhan. You want to believe this is being designed to kill people. Okay, fine. Believe it if you want, guys. But guess what? I'm saying this is a moose. And in 12 months' time, I'm still going to be saying this is a moose. And here I am 12 months later. And what am I saying? Moose. The invisible demon that possesses your body. It's a moose. It's not real. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Period. That's a fact. And I'm, you know, it's, it's like I'm wrong about some things. We, we all make mistakes. But this is one thing that, uh, well, the evidence is there, isn't it? I wasn't just correct. I was the first person to be correct. And I weathered all the storm, all the attacks, all the personal vitriol, stuck to my guns, and I've been proven correct. And uh, some people have been... Listen, on Reddit Conspiracy, I've been impressed. I've had several people leave comments or send me private messages saying, JLB, you were right. Like, you were right, I was wrong. Or, JLB, I still don't really like you, but you were right about this one. This is a moose. I've had several of those comments, including from usernames who I remember they used to, like, stalk me on Reddit to leave negative comments. Oh, Joe B is just here to make us look bad. He says everything's like blah, blah, blah. For some of those people to be humble enough to come back to me and be like, no, you were right. It's good to see. It's good to see that some people can do that. Because, man, I've been wrong before. I was wrong about weapons of mass destruction. I thought they were real. Turns out that they were a moose. I learned from that big time because I fell for the fear porn at the time. Back in 20, what was this, 2003? Something like that. So I learned from that. And that's why I didn't fall for this moose. Some people did fall for it. And of those, some have come back and said, you know what, you were right. You're right, this is a complete moose. And that was one year ago today. That just blows me away. Blows me away. Let me just check the live stream. Chat, I might read out a couple of comments if there are any. What have we got here? Live stream chat comments. What have we got here? Jay Use It says, start a live call in like IPS. You know what? That's a great idea. If any members of JohnTheBond.com want to join me, just jump into the Discord. I'll jump in as well. Give me a second. If you jump into the, uh, the Purgatory, any members of JohnTheBond.com, you're welcome to come and join me. And uh, who knows, maybe one day I'll do a live stream where the regular public can uh, can join in as well, maybe. So maybe someone will join me, maybe they won't. I didn't really, uh, I mean, I just, in fact, tonight I was going to record a video. I was going to record a video, and then I was like, no, nah, it'll be like a 15, 20 minute video. And then I'll start editing it, trying to make it, I'm like, no, just go live, just go live, who cares? Make a few mistakes, you stumble, if there's some dead air, who cares? People don't really care. So Jay is it, thank you for the suggestion, and yeah, members are welcome to join me right now. Johnny's List says audio is good, thank you Johnny's List. Dirty Benny says audio good, I appreciate that. They are already here, Von Go, everyone has uh, given me good feedback about the audio, I appreciate that. And as Ace says, John be strong. Well, I'll do my best, man. Evolvement says that King's real name is Zyger. That is true. That says that on his Wikipedia page. Evolvement also says that Zyger means needle in German. Now, if that's true, we've got some... We've got some this is crazy if that's true. Let's copy that. Let's go to paste meaning. If that's true, that's full on. Pointer or hand. That, that could fit in. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Evolman is correct here. Let's take a look. We're on Google right now. Come on, Google. Come on now. That's the way. What do we have here? Index, needle, hand, pointer. Evolman, you're correct. There you go. So that just, that just adds to where I'm going with all of this. So Larry King, original name, Zyger. Lawrence Harvey Zyger. Zyger means needle. So the king, the needle king, 
passed away today on the one-year anniversary since Joby was the first person in the known world to call the invisible demon a moose. Can you believe that? Now, some of you are going to be... Because here's the thing, people's memories, and we all suffer from this sometimes, people's memories can be choppy. There'll be a lot of people listening to this going, Joby, you weren't the first person to call this a moose. I'm like, okay, I hope you're right. Show me someone who did before me, because I am literally not aware of a single person. Not one. I hope I'm wrong. Show me the people. Because you know what? People fell for this nonsense, man. I remember it so well. Like, otherwise, intelligent people, people who are normally intelligent, they were falling for the fear pawn. They're like, oh, no, it's an engine. I'm like, what are you talking about, engine? There's no, what are you talking about? That, those, that footage of people collapsing, that's not real. That's all moose video. Come on now. No, they fell for it, man. There was this. I mean, humans' brains are funny things, man. We, we can be very susceptible to fear porn. And that's what happened. Just, oh, no. They're shutting down sports. They're shutting down airports. Now, this, this is real. This is the real one, guys. Mm-hmm. 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 No. No, it isn't so right. Who else in the live stream chat? Just go through the rest of the comments. What have we got here? My G says, Cyoprom. Yes, indeed. Est1983 says, Greetings from Montreal. Greetings to you as well, my friend. They are already here, says, This is the first time I've seen live censoring. What? I haven't censored anybody in the chat. What are you talking about? They are already here. Smart guy. Great guy. Good Twitter account. But what are you talking about, bro? I honestly don't... I haven't censored anybody. In fact, I don't even know if this chat has moderators. Probably time to add some. Can I add? Oh, no, I can't add from this window. Oh, hold on. I forgot the other window. Clap your hands if you're working too hard. Nah, I can't be bothered. Maybe I can do it here. Add moderator. Here we go. Mike G is now a moderator. Okay, now we've got a moderator, but we didn't before, so I don't know who, like, whoever you think is mod is um, censoring. It's not me. Let's just get that clear. So let's get back to my little uh, thing here. Now, guys, I want to show you this video. This is from Sky News. I saw this today. I woke up today a little bit late. I was up late last night. I've been having lots of late nights lately. And uh, I wake up today, check my emails as I as I tend to do, and then I check my subscriptions on YouTube as I tend to do. And I see this, and I think to myself, now, come on, man. What is this? It's been a year since I began deconstructing the media fakery, okay? I never would have guessed that they'd still be doing this. It's just phenomenal. I'm going to play you this clip. This is from Sky News today, Gen 23. Okay, Sky News, 1.13 million subscribers. There's another 113. But uh, don't even get me started on that. Again, guys, this is one year since your main man, JLB, got on camera and said, this invisible body-possessing demon is, in fact, a moose. You do know that, don't you, right? Copped a lot of heat for that, including from some of you, if you're being honest. I've since been proven correct. One year later, my friends, and this is what is being shown on the mainstream news. Take a look at this. Has been extended and tightened until mid February as it struggles to cope with its second wave of coronavirus. Why is this so quiet? Can you guys hear that? There's no, can I boost this maybe? I'll boost it. I will boost it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If I go. Parts hold of on, go back to start. Germany's lockdown has been extended and tightened until mid February as it struggles to cope with its second wave of coronavirus. Parts of eastern Germany have been heavily impacted, reporting record numbers of COVID cases in recent weeks. 
I'm sorry if the audio is a little quiet. She's saying that Germany is extending their lockdown and they're having record numbers of cases, blah, blah, blah. Now, on the screen, for those of you listening rather like listening to a, a podcast version, just rather than watching live or watching on the video, they started off with the lady presenter on the news. They then cut to what we're led to believe is a German crematorium full of wooden coffins. Take a look at this. It is a sobering place to be during the pandemic. The sole crematorium in the eastern German town of Meissen, where hundreds of coffins, bodies inside, are piled high. Hundreds of coffins, bodies inside. Okay, they're claiming that all of these wooden boxes on your screen have bodies in them. And you have to understand that the vast majority of people you interact with day to day would never even think to question that. Never in a million years would they think to question them. The cause of death of so many chalked onto the sides. The cause of death of many, COVID, chalked into the sides, okay? Either with pen or with literal chalk, they've written COVID. So we're, this is what we're supposed to believe. That this footage of these dudes walking around, no, I mean, they weren't even wearing gloves. Definitely weren't wearing masks. Take a look at this. Uh, he, might, he might have gloves on, hard to tell, but he's got no mask on, okay? Where lived, and does this place look refrigerated to you? We see no evidence that place is even refrigerated. We're led to believe there are dead decomposing bodies in these boxes. Now, there's a big problem. There's a few big problems, actually, but there's one particularly big problem with all of this. Can you guys spot the problem? Stole crematorium in the eastern German town of Meissen, where hundreds that dude's of not even wearing gloves. bodies inside are piled high. The cause of death of so many chalked onto the sides. In the basement, the workers and the furnaces... Now, here's where... It, when I was watching this today, this is where I was like, what are you doing? Now they cut the footage of these wooden boxes going into crematorium devices, into furnaces, red-hot furnaces. Take a look at this. Operate around the clock. They have to. The furnaces operate around the clock. They have to. Last month, they cremated 1,400 bodies here, double the number the year before. More than half of the dead had the virus. Even the chapel is now a storage facility. They want us to believe that they're staring, that they're storing rather dead, decomposing bodies in boxes in a chapel. Again, this is not from this is not from a year ago, guys. This is from today that they're they're doing this. The chairs, which before COVID would have like really like we, you, and I, are meant to believe that there are dead bodies in wooden boxes being stacked on top of one another in a church to then be put into a furnace. And the people who are moving these around aren't wearing masks. Some of them aren't even wearing gloves. And there's no apparent refrigeration. I mean, you like, please tell me you do see the problems here, guys. No, don't stop, don't you? Don't Accommodated mourners taken away. On some days recently, coffins were lined up in the car park outside. It's a stark reminder of the human. She just said, on some days recently, the coffins were stacked up in the car park. Remember, this is official news, okay? I'm not... This is not, this is not me talking, this is them talking. Price of COVID. We've got a German guy, he's saying the problem isn't storage, the problem is for the bereaved. The ambulance leaves and they never see their relatives again, blah, blah, blah. They then start doing men on the street interviews, right? To accompany it because of COVID restrictions. 
This part of Germany has experienced almost double the national average number of cases of COVID, and residents are contemplating why. Meissen in the Saxony region has one of the highest COVID rates in the country, and yet if you look around, people seem to be obeying the rules, most staying at home, those who are out wearing masks. And yet there are factors about Meissen which could make its residents more vulnerable. The age of the population and Meissen's location next to other COVID hotspot countries. The problem is, uh, in the eastern part of Germany, we have... And then I just started doing these men on the street interviews, and then one of the ones that stood out to me when I watched this earlier today was this this guy here. A Johnny Notiers. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a pity. Oh, he's, he's overwhelmed with emotion. It's so sad. Guys, this is incredible. It's, it's been a year now. It's been a year, so I know that uh, a lot of people... Look, I'm in a very privileged position, okay? I get to sit here behind a microphone with a mug of beautiful Bulgarian beer at midnight waiting for a Conor McGregor fight. And I get to sit here and stream my thoughts and there's 20 or 30 people watching live. Maybe sometimes 60, 70 people watching live. And whatever I put out there gets seen by hundreds of people, sometimes thousands of people, okay? It's phenomenal. And I get to share all of my ideas, and it's a very privileged position that I find myself in. And I don't want to take anything away from anybody. And I know that for a lot of people, they need hopium. They need... I mean, they, as humans, we live for it. We live for visions of a better day. And recently, I've been listening to some people carrying on as though, oh, people are waking up. People... I'm like, what are you... Like, are you lying to yourself? Like, what are you talking about? This, this has been going on for a year now, guys. And the, like, literally a year. And, and the people around you, it's not a case of, oh, if they just see enough bull crap, they'll see it's fake. The opposite is true. They've now had a year of this programming, and clearly, it isn't going away. So these people selling this idea of, oh, it's all going to... Listen, if you want to buy that, if you want to listen to people, if you want to give them your time, your attention, which is energy, by the way, Okay, forget money for a second. I mean your time and your thoughts, your attention. That's energy. You want to give your energy to people who are telling you that, oh, these people are going to wake up. That's fine. Do whatever you want. But it blows me away. It blows me away. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Now, there's more to all of this. We'll get back to it in a moment. But first, let's take a look at the live stream chat. Three people watching live right now. Yeah, yeah, boy. Seth Jordan says, Blimey, second wave, third wave, etc. How many waves are these effing lies going to roll out? I don't know, Seth. I, that part I don't know. JLB, did you see the article about German crematoriums are struggling to keep up with bodies? Um, I wonder if you posted that comment before I showed the video. But I, I would think, yes, we're on the same page there. Johnny's List says the normies will be freaking out over this fake news. I mean, some of them might, but I don't know if you guys have noticed, the normies don't really care. Like, the lemmings, if they're told they have to wear a mask, they'll wear a mask. If they're told they have to work from home, they'll work from home. If they're told their kid has to stay home from school, the kid stays home from school. They just do as they're told. They, they don't take... Generally speaking, they don't take any of this as seriously as, as we do because they don't care. They don't think about it. Okay? And this is what 
most people in this scene struggle to comprehend is this idea that most of the humans around you, including the ones that you care and love, people you really want to spend time with and you, you think lots of things about them, they don't have any thoughts. Okay? They don't have any thoughts. Beyond, I'm hungry. Or that girl is pretty. Or I hate that guy. Or, oh, my car has no petrol. Okay? They've got thoughts in the moment, like the immediate. But in terms of bigger things, no, they don't... They, the vast majority of people have no thoughts whatsoever. And, and until you understand that, until you understand that, nothing in this world is going to make any sense. Any. You'll constantly be wondering, how can they fall for this? When are they going to... You'll just be constantly projecting yourself onto all the people around you, waiting for them to do the logical thing if they could think. But they can't, and they don't, and they never will. And that's why there's no end to this. And everybody telling you otherwise is in fact a liar, or a parrot of lies. Either way, I don't have time for them. I'm over it. What's, what's with all this fake hopium, guys? Why do you think Q was so successful? Hopium. Sell hopium, people will buy it by the gallon. Give me, give me more, give me more hopium. Oh, no, no, it's all going to go away, man. I've seen people waking up in the comment section. Hey, they'll never get it. But you know what? We all need our own form of hopium. Okay, I don't derive my hopium from some bullshit belief in the masses waking up. But I'm sure I've got my own hopium up in my mind somewhere about, oh, in the future, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway. Von Gogh says there's no way they would stack that with bodies in them. Dead bodies are heavy AF. Yeah, bodies are heavy. But also bodies decompose quick. Human bodies decompose. They absolutely stink. Okay? Human bodies decomposing. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And when they're not refrigerated. And we're meant to believe that someone is uh, stacking bodies in a church or in a car park. This is just, I mean, goodness gracious me. And then when you're looking at it from like a stagecraft, okay, from the illusion perspective, it's all trickery. They don't have to show you the bodies. They can just show you the wooden caskets, the wooden coffins. Now, I haven't got it up on my screen right now, but I bet you if you close your eyes, you can imagine when you saw an image of coffins on a plane, on a transport plane from Iraq or Afghanistan with American flags over them. What you might not know is that those images are just as fake as what we just saw. Just as fake. Because war is in fact a moose. War is not real. There is no war in Afghanistan, Iraq, any of these places. None of that's real. And that's another thing with the truth is so many of them think they've worked it out. Oh, I've worked out that the body-possessing demon is a moose. These people still believe in war. Oh, now Biden's going to take us to war. Trump didn't take us to war, but Obama, Obama did now. But what do you mean war? There is no war. You still believe in that crap? A lot of people, man, they, it's like they get stuck in quicksand, you know what I mean? They learn one or two mooses, then they just get stuck there, and they'll never progress, because they're not capable. They're still stupid people. The vast majority of so-called truthers are still just as dumb as the masses, the vast majority of them. People don't like me saying that, because they're still stuck on the hopium. Oh no, we're smart, we're, we're spreading the message. Yeah. Give me a break. Alrighty then. Red-tailed spirit says, I work with 250 people... And none of them have woken up. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Red-tailed spirit also says, no one's gotten COVID where I work and we deal with the public. Yeah. The body-possessing demons, I haven't seen with my eyes any evidence that it exists, period. None. At all. That's one of the main reasons why I don't believe it. 
I do not believe it. So I've shown you this ridiculous nonsense. Just, it's, it's, you know what? As soon as I sort of remind me of this now, there's a link in the info box below. If you have any interest in media fakery, how they fool the masses, the tricks that they use, and why people like myself can deconstruct and break it down so fast, so quickly, so readily. This is the presentation for you. It's 40 minutes. It's from March of last year. In it, I showed the propaganda that's being used to fool the masses with regards to those overwhelmed hospitals. Huge part of the hoax. Very important part of the narrative. Oh, the hospitals are overwhelmed. Could that was a story, guys. We need to flatten the curve so that our hospitals don't get overwhelmed so we don't get the Italy problem. That huge part of the story. Back in March, I was deconstructing this nonsense. Deconstructing it from start to finish. And I've had lots of lovely comments from people over the last eight, nine months about some of my media fakery breakdowns saying, Joby, I didn't notice that. Like you noticed this, this sound effect or this overlay or this part of the narrative scripting. Like you pointed out in your video, I'd never noticed it, but now I notice it. Comments to that effect. And I really appreciate that because we've all got skills and talents in the world. We've all got hobbies that we focus on. Six, seven years ago, I started focusing on media fakery. Once I learned about it, like I'd been deceived about certain uh, events, I wanted to learn more and I started paying close attention and I put lots of effort into it, made hundreds and hundreds of free videos on YouTube, which I still do to this day. And uh, over time, you get better at things and you start to notice things. And yeah, I would, I would suggest that some of my work breaking down some of this nonsense back in March of last year was among the best you'll find anywhere. And the evidence is still there on BitChute. So there's a link in the inner box below. This is a 40-minute presentation, okay? And in it, I talk about a whole bunch of things. And with every passing day, I'm proven more and more correct. It is phenomenal. It's truly remarkable. And now that we're getting this, this bullshit, it's, it's more pertinent now. It's more relevant now than it's ever been, guys. They're using the same bullshit. And what, what you have to understand if you're ever going to make any sense of this is that the masses around you will never question any of this, ever. You could show them the footage of the supposed caskets with supposed bodies. They'll just make up excuses because they're not, they're not capable of thought the way that you want to believe they are. They're not. And anyone who tells you otherwise is deluded or a liar, possibly both. That's just a fact. That's just how it is, man. So link to this in the info box, but I'm not going to play it right now because what's the point? You can go and see that. And uh, in that one, I was speaking like at a normal pace. So if you put it on, say, 1.25 speed, you'll get three and a half an hour. And uh, everything you need to see is right there. Link to that in the info box below. It's called Coronavirus. Coronavirus News Programming Analysis. And that's on my BitChute channel. Link in the info box below. Now, let's take a look at this Muammar Gaddafi. Are you kidding me? Get just me a second. I'm just going to have some Bulgarian beer over here. good stuff okay now I want you I want to play some of this clip this is Larry King the man who supposedly passed away today January 23 2021 born in 1933 this is his interview Larry King's interview with Gaddafi fly to Libya for some Bacardi with Gaddafi this is him take a look at this footage viewers let me know if you notice anything come on now here we go What's your proudest achievement? Well, the establishment or the emergence of the people's authority. And laying down the corner store for the world, a new era. It's the era of the masses. What was your biggest mistake? 
No one's perfect. فيش حد كامل سيدي في خطا حصل؟ أكيد يعني Okay, listeners, I'm going to tell you what I think is going on here. Before I do, I want to see what's being said in the live stream chat. So, you just saw a 30 seconds or so, maybe 60 seconds of Gaddafi being interviewed by Larry King. This is from 2011, supposedly, thereabouts. At least it was uploaded then. I'm not sure when the actual original recording was. It says there, actually. It says 2009. There you go. So, about a decade ago. This is Gaddafi being interviewed by Larry King. What do you notice? What do you notice about this? Let's see if any of you guys have picked up on this in the live stream chat. They are already here has got the correct answer straight away. Very masky. The face barely moves. Okay, let's go back to this now. Take a look at this. I'm going to put it on mute. I'm going to put it on full screen. Take a look at this guy's face. You do not see any moving of the forehead, minimal if any moving of the eyebrows, minimal if any of the cheeks, and the hair looks plasticky. Okay? He's got the rolls of fat, which makes it easy to hide a mask if that is what you're trying to do. See? Minimal movement of the lips, but he has to move the lips at least a little bit to, to speak. But the rest of his face, where's the movement? Like a real person's face. Same expression. In fact, when I was watching this earlier today, I found myself thinking, this is so unnatural, the appearance, this Gaddafi character appearance. To me, I mean, could it be a mask? Yeah. To me, this could be animatronic. That's how, that's how silly this is. They could easily come up with an animatronic that is more convincing than this character we're being given by, and like I said to you, he used to speak to celebrities, sports stars, politicians, and of course, geopolitical actors, such as Gaddafi, Larry King. Take a look at this, man. Look at this, okay? Mask or animatronic, take your pick. Real person? Somehow, I doubt it. Right? Just ridiculous stuff. Let me know in the live stream chat what you think about this idea. There's a theory, you might be new to this, I'm sure most of you have heard this though, that a lot of people you see on your TV screens, they're not real. They're actors. There's actors underneath whether it's copious makeup or costumes or wigs or yes, even masks. It's, there's, there's a whole bunch of people, not all of them necessarily, but a whole bunch of them. They're actually fake characters, especially people like Gaddafi and Kim Jong-un, or whatever the current version is called. I know this sounds crazy. When I first heard it, I thought some guy was going too far. His name was IPS, really cool dude, smart dude. And he was telling me his theories that this guy's this person, this girl's this person. At the time, I was like, well, I don't believe that. It seems a bit extreme to me, but I'm very open-minded, and I do concede it could be done. They could be doing that. I don't know if they are doing that. I'm open-minded. Okay. That was a couple years ago now, when I first started speaking with IPS and listened to some of his theories about the masks. Okay, so I didn't agree with him at first. I saw some problems with what he was saying. 
but I was open-minded. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. It's interesting theory. I'll give that time to, to uh, you know, rattle around in my old noggin and maybe in a few months I'll reconsider it. Okay, that's how I roll. And that's why I've gotten so much further than most people. When I hear an idea I don't like, I don't think, oh, what? I don't like your idea. You're a shill. I don't like your idea. Fuck. No, I'm like, all right, fair enough. I'm happy to listen. What, what's your evidence? What's your reasoning? Okay, I don't agree, but I'll give it time, whatever. Well, here I am now, well over a year later, maybe 18 months later, since my first chat with uh, IPS. And I'm telling you, you give me odds on this, if you give me two to one odds, that's his real face, and two to one odds that it's a mask, I'm betting on the mask, man. I mean, look at it. It's crazy stuff. Let's go to the live stream chat. I've got more where this is coming from, by the way. Don't you worry about that. Let's have a look. Von Gogh says all the terrorists went away as soon as the COVID thing hit. Yes, well, we've got a new invisible enemy now, don't we? We've got a new invisible enemy. Out with the old invisible enemy, in with the new. Yeah, yeah, boy. People probably don't even remember when we were supposed to be scared of the bad guys in caves attacking us. Hmm. People are... This, this, I, I, keep, I keep repeating it. Okay? Because I really don't think people get it. If you are someone who's thoughtful, who thinks about the past, has memories, compares your memories to today, you notice the contradictions in the news stories, all these things, you probably project that onto those around you. Oh, I'm thinking in my mind, they must be thinking in theirs. That's what I used to do. Okay. And that, that led me astray for a long time. It took me a long time to realize, holy shit, I'm projecting me onto them. But that's not actually how they operate. George Orwell was right. H.L. Mencken was right. These people, are, they don't think doesn't make them bad people. This isn't even necessarily a bad thing. But they do not think. So those of us who, f who find ourselves going through life thinking about things, many of us, this includes me, make the mistake of projecting that onto those around us. And it turns out they don't do this. They can't do this. That's why they don't see a problem with bullshit like this. They, don't, they cannot think. They will never think. Very important to understand that. Clap your hands if you're working too hard. Alright, Von Gogh says, I've had two friends test positive and they said it was exactly like any other cold or flu they've ever had. The test itself is flawed. All those numbers are just meaningless digits on the screen. Yeah, bro, I'm at the point, Von Gogh, where I don't actually believe... Like, if they say there's 20,000 positive cases, I don't believe there's 20,000 tests like people are like oh the pcr cycle you know the tests have pcr cycles too high so they're getting false positives i'm like yeah okay fine but that's not even the numbers we're seeing on our screens the numbers we're seeing are completely fictional from start to finish okay 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. are they doing some tests and running through devices and getting fun yeah maybe i don't know but that's not even the issue the issue is all the numbers you're seeing on your screen make believe fake fictional from start to finish Seth Jordan says, what's your go-to beer, JLB? Well, I'm in, I'm in um, Eastern Europe, so I'm just drinking what the locals drink. Speaking of which... Clap your hands if you're working tomorrow. Clap your hands if you're working tomorrow. One of these days... Where was I? Can you hear me? 2212, coming through nicely. Hey guys, one of these days, man, I'm going to live in a house, not in an apartment complex. 
and at night time I'll be allowed to speak as loud as I want with no fear of offending or disturbing my neighbours. One of these days, guys. There's my hopium. That's my hopium. We all need some hopium, guys. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, boy, motherfucker. So to answer your question, Seth, tonight I am drinking Zateki Hus. It's not actually Bulgarian, I think it's Czech. Where's it from? I think it's Czech. And it'll say you somewhere. Anyway, just pour myself a nice mug. Yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Alright, yes, okay. Hey guys, check it out. If this stream gets to 100 live viewers, or while I'm recording, there's a new member sign up at johnthebond.com, I might even go on camera. But I just I haven't been sleeping properly lately. I'm not even wearing a shirt, so I'm just a bit lazy today. And we've got more we've got more stuff to cover, guys. So let me read a couple more comments and let's go back to my presentation. Uh, they already here says very masky. Like I said, he was correct about that. They are already here. Says no one has eyes like that in real life. Agreed. Evolvement says it's Stallone. I think he means he's in Sylvester Stallone. Seth Jordan says his lips look strange. Uh, yeah, so uh, guys, I think you get it. I think you get it. There's something very weird about this character. Nom 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 says CNN had Sanjay Gupta. <laughs> Sanjay Gupta. I tell you what, these people, mate. As they say in the classics, clap your hands if you're working too hard. Palmer Elrich says ultimate gaslighting. Palmer, if you could elaborate on that comment, I'm going to read out your next comment in full. Could you elaborate on that? Ultimate gaslighting. Do you mean as in. Uh, the use of the masks, or who are you suggesting is doing the gaslighting? Let me know, and I'll read out your comment. So let's, guys, let's just recap what we've gone over so far. Larry King, okay? King, think about the name, King. One of the kings of American, and, and by proxy, or by way of America, Western culture as we know it, pop culture, celebrities, sports stars, politicians, and of course, geopolitical actors. This guy... Brought them all together, and he was a trusted news broadcaster, blah, blah, blah. He dies on the one-year anniversary of John the Bond being the first person in the world to tell you that this invisible demon is, in fact, a moose, okay? And uh, we played a, a few seconds of this clip about how successful he was, how popular he was, people love him, blah, blah, blah. Industry. Is that a logical expansion bill for Microsoft? <laughs> no one captured pop culture like Larry King on his iconic show. It was breaking news, it was long profiles, it was presidents. It was the most interesting show that we had. Interesting. So was everybody watching him? No. But were lots of people watching him? Yes. Was he influencing the cultural conversation? You had better believe that he was. He was born in 33, there's your 311, COVID-19, 33. He passes away on the one year anniversary of JLB explaining to you that this invisible demon is in fact a moose. We find out that Germany, Germany to the, the northwest of where I'm sitting right now, they've extended their lockdown because, oh, they've got all these people in these caskets, which if you believe that, I just don't know. Now, guys, I've been breaking down this nonsense and this chicanery for a year now, 
And a lot of the evidence is right there on my BitChute channel link in the info box below. I do recommend you go and check it out, guys. Just for a reminder of how ridiculous the propaganda was a year ago, because it's getting silly again, isn't it? And only those with ICC will notice. The rest will just have no chance. I've shown you this Gaddafi character. <laughs> oh boy, I wonder how long they've been doing this. I wonder how long they've been doing this. Now let's take a look at Dave Dave. This is one of my favorite things of all time in terms of like we watch YouTube videos and over, over the years we collect like our favorite absurdities. This for me is probably top five, I would say. And of course, it's Larry David. Take a look at this. Joining us now here in Los Angeles, Miko Brando, who was with us almost every night after this untimely passing. Longtime Michael Jackson friend attending the funeral. And Dave Dave, yes, that's his name, Dave Dave. He was David Rothenberg. He was set on fire in 1983, suffered, as you can see, terrible scars. Michael Jackson befriended him and paid for a lot of his surgeries. Dave Dave is also attending the burial. Why Dave Dave? Well, to liberate myself from the confines of my father's criminality. I he caused the fire? Yeah. He, he is a criminal and he uh, caused all this. To, to free myself of his name and his legacy, I decided to c become my own person through changing my name. We'll find out how Michael helped you, but Miko, is that a typical story of Michael helping people like this? Absolutely. When he would hear about stories about people in need or need to help, and when we watched the news together, he'd, he'd reach out to them, send them a basket, send them a, you know, a, a note, uh, get well, or whatever the incident would be, and he'd always reach out to people and help people. Even driving around town, he'd stop and help people. How did he find out about you, Dave? Um, he heard about me, and he had contacted me. And wanted to meet me. How old were you at the time? I was about seven years old at the time. And were you in the hospital? I was not in the hospital at the time. I was I was in interim, back and forth from surgery. And what did he do for you? Well, basically, he befriended me. He um, he took me into his life, which is very rare for Michael to do. But he opened up his arms to me and accepted me as a very good friend of his. And throughout the years, he never let me go. I believe that's the hearse carrying the body into Forest Lawn. He will be interred. It looks like a beautiful... Do you like that on the screen? It says that Elizabeth Taylor and Stevie Wonder are going to attend Michael Jackson's burial. You guys do know that Stevie Wonder is not blind, right? You guys do know that. Cool place to have for him, Miko. It's very nice. It's very nice. Come out. Yeah, we're going to be showing you close-up of that. That is uh, Forest Lawn. Were you surprised, Dave, to hear from him? Yeah, Dave, Dave, were you surprised about Michael's passing? When you were seven? Or were you surprised to hear from him when you were seven? Oh, it, it's a very interesting story. It is an interesting story, Dave, Dave. Larry, um, it was kind of, um, the visit to his Encino house was very impromptu, and it was kept a secret by my mother. And I had always been kind of a admirer of his not a fan per se at seven years old he'd been an admirer of michael not a, not a fan at seven he had a nuanced enough appreciation of pop music to know who he was a fan of and who he admired you know from a distance he wasn't a fan he was an admirer at the age of seven but i always loved his music 
and my mother surprised me one day and brought me up to Neverland and I entered an arcade and there were all these Paul McCartney records all over this the girl is mine and you know this and that and I remember sitting down and at the time my my favorite video games my favorite video game was pole position and I was playing pole position and I I felt pole position little tap of my shoulder and I turned around and there was Michael and, right there. and you know what Larry what? at that moment we we embraced and that embrace never ended throughout our whole entire friendship Dave Dave what don't we know Dave Dave what don't we know about Mike guys hope you most of you have seen this before but there might be one or two of you where this is new this is Dave Dave a friend of Michael Jackson speaking about Michael Jackson's passing immediately after the passing of the great king of pop king of pop about him we should know well i believe what what people fail to realize is that michael was a human being um throughout the years i think he was kind of stigmatized by the media and um i believe that was that wasn't really um helpful to him or to anybody around him. I believe that Michael was a great person. He has never hurt a soul. And um, I am happy to have been his friend for all these years. Okay, enough's enough. We've, I think we've said enough about that. Let me know in the live stream chat, guys, what do you make of Dave Dave? What would you like to say about Dave Dave? Dave, Dave. Uh, Jordan Sloan says that this uh, Dave, Dave is Michael Jackson in mask face. I can, God, me, I can see why people believe that. It's very, it's very bizarre. Dave, Dave looks like a live action role play. It does seem that way. Chris Tosh says, not Dave, Dave. It is a hyper realistic silicon mask. Here's where I'm going with this. It very well could be, okay? How do we know? This is just representations on a screen. How do we know if this is a mask or not? We don't. How do we know if this is a mask? We don't. We're just given these images on our screen. Okay, it's like that allegory of Plato's cave. People who've grown up in the cave and don't know the outside, all they know is the shadows on the walls. They've got no reason to question. And that's how it is for us until we start to develop eyes to see. And it's, it's one thing just to read conspiracy forums or watch uh, conspiracy videos. <clears throat> it's another thing to spend two, three, four, five, six, seven years creating your own content where you have to sort of put your own, your own uh, e-reputation on the line. Uh, it brings about a different kind of discipline in, in what you do. And what I did a year ago in my own eccentric way was I said, guys, this invisible demon, it's a moose. Nobody died, and nobody got hurt. And here we are a year later, and I think most people, most of the people who are involved in this scene anyway can see that now. The lemmings still can't, of course, but in our scene, I think some of you can say, yep, I got swept up in the, the fear porn and the nonsense, but now I understand this is just a smokescreen, it's a cover, it's a Trojan horse for the Great Reset, for... The destruction of uh, the middle class, small business, civil liberties, 
children having a proper interaction. I mean, just imagine being a child now, being raised in this environment. It's just incredible to think as if kids weren't autistic enough already. It's just going to be more full on. It's just insane. It's just it's just incredible to think where this where this is all headed. And of course, we know where it's headed. It was explained in books like Brave New World. Okay, that if you thought we had epsilons already, man, you ain't seen nothing yet. Just wait till these kids who are five, six, seven, wearing masks, washing their hands, sitting apart at the cafeteria, going to school, not going to school, learning online, etc. Just just wait till they reach uh, their teenage years. They're all going to be hepped up on goofballs, on anxiety pills, and all the kinds of things, and um, very few of them will ever do a day of productive work in their life. And it won't be their fault. They will have been bred to be entirely and completely dependent on the state. And even more so than my generation, we were pretty bad, but man, we, we seem like, man, we seem like uh, artisans and, and uh, we seem like really creative, self-sufficient people compared to the generation that's coming behind us because they're gonna be even worse. And then imagine what happens to their kids, man. If, if we're more than one generation, it's only two generations from complete, outright, overt epsilons, just like Brave New World. It's phenomenal. It's truly phenomenal. It's just... Uh... Man, if this life is a choose-your-own-adventure, when I was choosing my parameters before entering, before spawning here, I decided to pick one hell of a timeline. Why did I choose this timeline? Maybe I didn't choose it, but maybe I did. I guess maybe I wanted some fun. That's all I can think of. Either me or whatever put me here just, just wanted it to be like a, a crazy thing. Like, no, nah, man, forget the simple life. Forget the forget the stable world and whatever. You know, may you live in interesting times. May you live in interesting times. That's exactly what's going to happen. Now, spawn. Bang. Well, where am I? Oh, my God, it's Earth. All right, cool. What's that you say? A school shooting? Okay, look into it. Holy crap. Uh, marathon bombing? What the hell? What? The, I've got to reconsider everything now. Nuclear weapons? Holy shit, it is, it's fake. How far does the deception go? Wingless missiles? How can they even stay in the air? Uh-oh. This ain't good, I've got to tell the people. Hold on, the people who are awake? They're attacking me like my enemies? Then they're not awake at all. They're, they're part of the problem. Alright. I will smite them. What else is going on here? Holy shit, why do I believe in ancient extinct lizard birds? Better go look into that. Holy shit, they're all fake as well. Uh-oh. I can see where this is going. Out of space? You're right, I've never been there. All I've got these TV representations. Oh my god. And then you just keep going and going and going and uh, goodness gracious me. It's just phenomenal. What a choose-your-own-adventure this has been. It's just been crazy. Now let's carry on with the conversation. Who have we got here in the live stream chat? Nom 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 mentions a couple of events that I try not to use, talk about by name. <laughs> nom 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 says we need JLB because he's beyond the reach of the IRS and their 501c. Yeah, well, um. I, listen, guys, I don't know what the future holds. Hey? I've, I've had a very good run. As I said a moment ago, I've been very blessed to do what I do. and I mean, I've got to, to travel the world for the last couple of years just explaining to people that the news is lying, their textbooks are lying, their authorities are lying. This world isn't what we're told it is. 
and and writing articles and what have you and like just covering stuff that I care about and it's been enough to support what I do and people leave me alone like every country I've gone to no one's caused me any problems for the most part and uh, yeah I mean in some ways I've been incredibly blessed so I'm very thankful uh, the hard work has paid off in many ways so yeah how much longer can this go on I don't know <laughs> I don't know man I don't know how much longer I, this can keep going maybe another two years maybe 20 I don't know I don't know but um, sometimes I need to like check myself before I wreck myself like bro it's this is a phenomenal situation to find yourself in where you can rent an apartment for 200 bucks a month drink beers for one dollar a litre a dollar fifty a litre of beautiful beer eat meals for ten bucks I think I spent seven bucks on dinner tonight crazy man beautiful dinner too love it I make enough money just running my website to, to pay for all my living costs and more you know I get to see parts of the world that many people will never get to see so yeah it's a blessing you know so I can't really complain about this choose your own adventure I mean anyone can complain if they want but I try and remind myself dude these, these things could be significantly worse for you so I just try and focus on the good and that's what I do and normally I'm much more peppy than this guy's but I, I can't be peppy because it's, it's a call to one and you know, it's I, I'm always afraid of bothering the neighbours. You know, so I have to keep it on, on the low there. But one day, man, here's my hopium. One day, I'm gonna have my own house, whether I rent it or rent it doesn't matter. Where the neighbours are 50 metres away minimum, and I can just fucking have a few beers, man. Carry on, laugh at this freaking CNN nonsense, and never worry that I'm disturbing the neighbours, which I don't think I am, but. Especially when you're in a foreign country. Better safe than sorry. So I just try and stay relatively sedated, relatively um, subdued, perhaps. Not get too carried away. And when I'm not getting, like, all energetic, like, this is the only gear I've got left. All I've got is this gear. Like, quiet. Um, how would you describe this? You know, just quiet and, and not very energetic. The moment I click into the next gear, I start getting carried away. Especially when we're covering this kind of stuff, man. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Dave, Dave. Fucking face mask Gaddafi. And remember, this stream you're watching, okay, there's 30, somewhere between 30 and 40 people watching live, right? A few hundred people will probably watch this or listen to it, right? Maybe a couple thousand. Some streams do get up to that, but usually we're talking a few hundred, right? Of those hundreds, there's still plenty who believe Gaddafi was a real leader and that uh, Libya was really invaded and that Iraq was really invaded and that soon America might invade Iraq. Like, they really believe that. A lot of the so-called truthers who you think are awake, they still believe in war, which means they're about as awake as your lemming neighbour at work who wants to get tests to find out they don't have the, the invisible demon has possessed them. No different. It's no different, guys. It's no different. Same thing. Same belief in absolute nonsense, okay? Complete nonsense. And I don't mind people believing in nonsense. Okay, that's not a problem, because we all do, it's deprogramming takes time. But there should be progress. Now, do you see progress in these lemmings who are supposedly waking up? Where's the progress? You can see my progress, go to johnthebond.com, okay? It's all there, man, the archives are all there. All right? You can see my progress. In fact, let's go to the hoax hierarchy. All right, let me show you this. This is very important. The old hoax hierarchy. Let me show you this. 
Wasn't planning to talk about this, but it's relevant. So let's go. Let's take a look at the hoax hierarchy. Let's go to view image. Okay. And let's zoom in. Now, if you go through my archives from 2014 and 15, you'll see I used to focus on these. Okay. The school shootings, the marathon bombings, the theater shootings. Okay. And then I started to learn about the terrorism, you know, the fake plane disappearances. Eventually, I realized the Apollo missions were fake. I realized Osama bin Laden wasn't just a scapegoat. He was a fake character. Go through this list, and in my time as a researcher and as a content creator, you'll see development. You'll see progress. Okay, even 18 months ago, when IPS was suggesting to me that people were wearing masks, I was like, yeah, it's possible, I guess. I mean, IPS makes some good points. I don't really agree with him, but I'll interview him. I'll give him time to speak. Let him give his evidence. I'll consider it. Maybe reassess it soon. Now, fast forward 18 months and take a look at this. I'm telling you, I think that's a face mask. You see. So there's develop the point of my story is there's development. Now, if you're being honest with yourself, have you been developing? Or are you still stuck where you were five years ago? Because most truthers are still stuck where they were. That's why they still, what the war hoax? But my uncle came See, they'll never develop, ever. The nuclear bomb hoax? Well, my grandpa's... No, no, listen. Nuclear bombs are a hoax, war's a hoax. Just, that's just how it is, okay? But some people will never get that. They'll never understand. The programming has run far too deep. They'll never get it. And those are just a couple of examples. The dinosaur hoax, another one. Or the dinosaur moose, as I should say. Now, let's carry on then. So tonight, hey, Fox Sports, you pieces of shit. What are you doing? I was on the right. Just give me a second here. Cheeky buggers. I had all my tabs set up. Can you imagine if this was a video? That's why, no, from now on, just a live stream. No more, no more YouTube videos, just a live stream. Um, where's the article? Okay, Fox Sports want to be poo heads, that's fine. So get this, there's a massive fight on, the undercard begins in about 20 minutes, the early prelims, okay? In a few hours, Conor McGregor is taking on, uh, who was he taking? Dustin Poirier, Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Huge UFC match. Dana White, who always lies about just about everything, He's claiming that this one's trending uh, bigger than Khabib McGregor. In other words, this is going to make 2 million sales, 2 million pay-per-view sales. And that translates into a multi, multi, multi-million dollar uh, day out for the UFC, okay? Huge news for him, huge news for his organization. If what he's saying is true, which it might be, I don't know. Anyway, the point of my story is Connor's fighting tonight. It's always a huge thing when Connor fights, okay? But some people love him, some people hate him, but when Connor's fighting, man, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Now, back in 2017, Connor had a boxing match. Let's give me a second. I'll wet the old whistle, as it were. Back in 2017. So we're talking more than three years ago now. Three and a, the best part of three and a half years ago. Connor McGregor, a UFC superstar, former lightweight and featherweight champion, two-time champ, champ champ, decides to move into boxing, okay? Floyd Money Mayweather has had, at that stage, I think it was 49 professional fights, 49 wins, zero losses, okay? A phenomenal fighter, exceptional fighter, amazing fighter. Of course, in boxing, you know, they pick their, they pick their opponents and, you know, 49 wins or 50 wins. That doesn't mean 50 good wins. Out of the 50, maybe 45 of them are cans, right? But still... To hold the belt, to have that many fights and not lose, like it's it's still amazing. And most people agree, most boxing fans agree this guy's a very good fighter. Well guess what? Now Conor McGregor wants to fight him. 
and now they hate each other. Which was always kayfabe, it was never real. But lots of people, myself included, tuned in for the fight. Now, what I noticed at the time was how much Corona was involved. Corona, the beer company, of course. This is Corona in the middle of the, of the ring. Okay, as you can see, Corona in the middle of the ring. And where was that photo from before? It was a great photo. Let me show that photo once again of the, the girls. Corona blasted all over there. Uh, let's see, if I just Google Maybach fight. Trust me, we'll find them. We'll find them. We'll find them. Don't you worry about that. Maybe we won't. No, we will. Don't you worry. Maymac fight promotion. Okay, here we go. Will this do? Yeah, this will do. As you can see, you've got the beautiful lady, the beautiful ring girl. And what is she wearing? She's wearing the skimpy clothes. And you've got Corona on the upper part of the clothes. And Corona on the bottom. You've got the double Corona, right? So you've got Corona in the, in the middle of the ring. You've got Corona all over the beautiful attention-grabbing skimpy dress ladies, okay? Corona, Corona, Corona. Now, at the time... I couldn't help but notice that because just a few days apart from this 2017 massive money fight, huge fight, massive sports spectacle, there was the eclipse of August 21, 2017. Once upon a time I was falling in love. But now I'm only falling apart. There was an eclipse, guys. August 21, 2017. That's right, yes. And that was that was this massive eclipse. Got worldwide news because it went right across the United States of America. Okay, there was footage of Donald Trump looking right at the eclipse. You shouldn't do that. Now, bear in mind, an eclipse, the sun goes uh, behind the moon. Yeah, supposedly. So what we're left with is the corona. Okay, this is called the Corona. Crown, Corona, interchangeable. They're the same word, effectively. So you've got the eclipse, which is the Corona, on August 21, 2017. The Floyd Mayweather fight was on August 26, just five days later. And it was emblazoned with Corona, Corona, and the ring. The middle of the ring. Where is it? Just Corona up the yin-yang, mate. Take a look at that. you got all kinds of Corona, man. Shit. Just excuse me while I pour myself some more Zateki Hus. Man, I remember that day so well. Because it was on um, like afternoon, early afternoon in Australia, because of the time zone thing, and I was still living in Australia at the time, of course. And uh, I won't tell the full story today, but to cut a very long story, uh, long story short, I had one of the craziest nights of my life that night, and uh, I'll never forget it. Just crazy, man. Crazy. And that was that was. More than three years ago now. Holy shit. Where does the time go? Anyway, so, you're, now you guys, you're with me, right? So we've got this, this, this is a huge fight. I know some of you guys aren't into sports or into to boxing or UFC, I get that. 
but I'm sure you can remember this was a huge fight, massive fight, gigantic fight. The super boxer, the super UFC star, okay? The guy people love to hate versus the other guy people love to hate, right? And now they pretend to hate each other. All complete kayfabe. They did a world, they did a tour. They did a multi-stop tour to promote the fight before the fight. That's all kayfabe, all complete bullshit. And you've got Corona everywhere in the middle of the ring, very important, and emblazoned upon the uh, the cute ring girls as well, both the top part of their their outfit and the bottom. Okay, and that was five days apart from the massive American eclipse. Okay, you with me? You follow me? Let's go to the live stream chat, and then I'll come back and round out my thoughts on all of this. Lots of people in the live stream chat. 40 people, guys. Welcome to JohnLeBond.com. If you're new here, take a look around. This is a pretty crazy place, man, but give it enough time, it'll all make sense. Let's have a look here. Von Go says, JLB, what do you think about TNG's reptile videos recently? Are you open to the possibility of some supreme lizard race? So for context for listeners and viewers, TNG is, of course, TNG Breaking Reality from TNGBreakingReality.com. Also known as Take No Gnosis, he lives in Birmingham, in England. Super intelligent guy, get this. I interviewed him for a podcast a couple of days ago. I haven't finished editing that yet. Should be out within a day or two. I'll have that one released for members of JohnLeBond.com. In fact, I'll put the first hour up on YouTube for you guys as well. But the second hour, the juicy hour, that'll be for members of his website and of mine. I think that's fair. These things take lots of time to, to produce. And there has to be some recompense for that. I think that's fair. And, uh, yes, I'm a big fan of TNGs. In terms of the reptiles, am I open-minded? You better believe I am. Because there's something weird going on in this realm, guys. There's something weird going on, motherfucker. There's something very weird going on. Now, if people are using reptile, the term reptile, just as a way to describe a group of humans who are actually different to the rest of us, not necessarily, oh, they've got a reptile brain or they evolved from reptiles. Just not like, just a way of describing people who don't think about the humans the way that the other humans think that we all think about each other. Yeah, I'm super open to that. 100%. How about this idea that no, they actually they, they change form, they shapeshift? That I've got no personal evidence for. But one or two people who I respect have conveyed to me their own anecdotes, their own experiences which they seem completely genuine about. And so even though I don't agree with them, I can see why they believe what they believe. And I'm very open to it. Maybe one day I'll have such an experience myself. But until I have that experience, I can't agree with them. But I can be very open-minded to it, which I am. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, who asked that question? Forgive me, Von Go. Von Go, I hope that answers your question. Uh, do I agree with TNG about... Because I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how far he goes with his opinions on... The reptile thing, is it an analogy, an allegory, or is it a literal reptile thing? Like, And that did actually come up in our, in our most recent interview. It did come up when he first joined JohnTheBond.com. He joined the member call and we spoke about these topics. So I'll put a link to that in the info box below as well. In fact, if we go to JohnTheBond.com, if we type in, take... No, 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 his first appearance was um, Hello Black Pill. I remember it well. Let's take a look. 
This was his first appearance at JohnLeBond.com. We have member calls regularly, as many of you know. And this was on November 4, 2018. So over two years ago now. Well over two years. We discussed a lot of crazy stuff, dude. A lot of crazy stuff. So I'll put a link to that in the info box. This is a two-hour podcast, by the way. Myself, Mizzy, a member at the time called JJ, nice guy, nice young guy. The four of us were discussing a whole bunch of things. And we discussed, among other things, some pretty out there ideas. I'll put a link to that in the info box below for members of John LeBon Durkian. Yeah, yeah, boy. JT33 says, Shimona. Yeah, well, listen, I want to I wanna start getting carried away. And it is a Saturday night, so I mean, this is a good excuse to get carried away. And we're getting ready for the big McGregor fight. I can't wait. But I just don't want to get too carried away because the... What if, what if what if I bothered the neighbours, you know? I don't think I would, but it's better just to, to play it safe. Nom 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 says, We know who you are, and we will remember you. I uploaded a PK22 video to my channel and got banned. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Nom Nom Nom. Seth Jordan says, Belarus sounds like a nice place to move to. Their president gave the middle finger to the bribes to lock his country down. Well, I'm not in Belarus, I'm in Bulgaria. Belarus is to the north of Bulgaria. And I've heard the stories that they, <coughs> pardon me, that uh, their, their president is not going along with the, the nonsense of the chicanery. How, like, how true that is? Like, I don't know. I do know that their football league continued when everyone else stopped. It got to a stage where, when I was in Malaysia, was this uh, April or May, I can't remember, I was like watching and gambling on Belarus football, because that's all there was to do. Like that's the only sport there was to to watch and gamble on. And my God, the quality of their football is terrible. It's worse than Australia. It's significantly worse than Australian domestic football. Soccer. But um, it's all we had. So yeah, I was gambling on uh, Belarus football. Good times, good times. All right, so Redtail Spirit says, maybe Earth is a big stage. They revamp it every couple hundred years. Nobody dies, nobody gets hurt. We enter this house of horrors for the thrill. Sometimes I'd like to think that, Redtail Spirit. I like to think that I made the choice to be here. I chose a crazy all-you-can-choose adventure where the world goes completely nuts. And even the smart people are mostly stupid. And they get... To, you know who my biggest... Um, the people who attack me the most are? Other so-called awake people. You can't say that. You can't say war's a hoax. You've been sent to Marcus all the bird. Yeah? About five years ago, when I started interviewing all the flat earthers. You can't interview flat earthers. You're going to make us all look bad. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, every step along the way, have there been some regular lemmings who've caused problems? Yeah, but not as much as you'd think. It's been the so-called awake people. Every step along the way, it's the so-called awake people that are the problem. I'm not even kidding you. It's it's phenomenal. It's truly phenomenal. So it's like I've chosen this um, choose your own adventure where I come into the world and I've got certain assets, certain things that work for me, but certain drawbacks as well. Like some things that just aren't good about me as well. I've got some good, some bad. And then my task is to use the good things about me to try and develop some method to share what I see. And if I do that, the reward is I get to travel the world and be a, a super agent. Well, as I say in the classics, boys, mission accomplished.
One year ago today, I said to you, this body-possessing demon is in fact a moose. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, okay? First person in the known world to come out and say that. And boy, do I cop some criticism for that. But I'm still standing, baby. I'm still here. And I've been proven right, haven't I? Where, where's all the people? I've said this before, I'll say it again. Where's all the people who convinced you, tried to convince you, that this was an engineered virus from a lab in Wuhan and that it was worse than they're telling us? Where are those people now? Are you still listening to those people? Are you still watching those people? Do you still respect those people? Because those people helped to deceive you. They're not good people. They're not good people. Okay? Period. Let's just get that. Let's just get that nice and clear. All right. Chris Tosh says, read Jean Baudrillard, The Spirit of Terrorism. You know, I should do that. I should read more books. I just don't read enough these days. I don't. I should, but I don't. But I did read, Chris, Jean Baudrillard's Simulacra and Simulation. Or Simulation and Simulacra. I was confused, those two, uh, the title. But they had a copy at the Queensland State Library. And so I... Actually, what they had was... Um, it was like an anthology. It was like a big compendium of... Uh, Baudrillard's work so I didn't actually borrow Simulation Simulacra I borrowed a book that included that essay and uh, yeah it's very interesting writing and then I also got he, he did write a, another short uh, piece which you, I was able to get as a book called The Gulf War Did Not Take Place I believe is the name of the title it's either The Gulf War Did Not Happen or The Gulf War Did Not Take Place I'm not sure which one and at the time this is when I was this is when I was like fighting a a two-man battle. It was myself and Dave J versus the world, effectively. Not, not even versus the world. First, the so-called truth movement. Trying to explain to people that war is, in fact, a moose. It's not real. No one died. No one got hurt, right? It was me. It was myself and Dave J and nobody else. Yeah? Even fakeologists.com, they still believed in war. I think since then, uh, Abbott has come around to see that war is largely a deception. But, but that was, it was just myself and Dave J. And everyone else... <laughs> fully believed which is just phenomenal to me how can you know about all the other hoaxes anyway so I'm, I'm doing all this research at the time and then I find out that Jean Baudrillard who is featured in The Matrix okay his book or his essay Simulation of Simulacra is featured at the beginning of The Matrix alright when Neo you know they knock on the door the, the, the party dudes the, the drug dudes they knock on the door then like, have you got it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he gives, he gives him the contraband. And he's like, if you get caught with that, you know, you've never met me. And they're like, you okay, man? Like, you should come out and party with us, right? At the beginning of the Matrix. In, if you go back and watch it, you'll see this for yourself. The book that Neo pulls out is called Simulation and Simulacra by Baudrillard. Now, in real life, it's not really a book, it's an essay. But you get the idea. They're showing you whoever made that film... And maybe you believe it was the Wachowskis. Maybe you believe they're just front men. That's another discussion for another day. Whoever made that film, they're showing you, hey, the good stuff is in this book, this essay. So guess what I did? I went and read it. And what I discovered shook me to the depths of my miserable soul. Goodness gracious me. It's all in there, guys. And the beauty is it's in a book. So anyone can access it. But who wants to take the time to go to the library to get the book to read? No one wants to do that, man. Maybe me, because it's my job to research stuff and present it to the audience. Yeah, okay, I do it. But most people will never do that. So the truth is there for all to see. But most will never find.
truth is there for all to see. Tom Foolery says, <clears throat> pardon me guys, but Tom Foolery says, what if they are just playing a joke? Let's see if we can make them wear a mask that does nothing. I just putting my shirt over my head and they say it isn't good enough. Yeah, man, I like the idea that this is all a joke. I do like that idea. And I was actually a proponent of that idea. Up until about a year ago when they stopped us from traveling. And then I was like, hold on a second. If you want to fool the masses into believing that there's people shooting up schools or um, bombing uh, marathons, <clears throat> that's up to you. That's your business, okay? Or landing uh, lunar landers on the moon. That's your business. Okay, if the masses believe you, that's their problem. That's not my problem. But for the most part, I was free to just live my life. But when they shut down the planes, man, and I got stranded in Malaysia. By the way, Malaysia, nice country, nice people, excellent food, excellent food. I'm not complaining that I got stuck there. But, but we all got stuck, guys. It was like a game of musical chairs. And I was like, I don't care if the people running this game of musical chairs are are kind of not good people as long as the music keeps playing while I'm here you know I've got 70 years here you know I'm in my early 30s as long as the music keeps playing while I'm here I don't really care if the people playing the music are a little bit deceptive you know that's they're only deceiving the fools man but then all of a sudden the music stopped the party was over and there weren't any chairs and it's like hold on hold on motherfucker what the, what the hell are you doing if you want to fool the masses and, and mislead them, train them to be very stupid, that's, listen, that's, that's, that's up to you. You run the world, I don't. That's your business. But now, all of a sudden, hold on, now you're going to fuck with my life? Now, see, now, see, now the equation has changed a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah? Now, we, now we're talking about something very different. Now we're talking about something very different. Yeah, yeah, boy. Clap your hands if you're working too hard. Clap your hands if you're working too hard. Yeah, so I like the idea, Tom Foolery, that the people who run the show are just jokers. And I have been a promoter, uh, pardon me, a promoter and a proponent of this uh, theory in the past myself. And I want to believe it. But after the last year, man, I'm not, I'm not quite as sure about it as I used to be, man. Because, I mean, I, you got here late, Tom Fully. You should have seen what I showed you these people earlier. They're trying to pass off this as being full of dead bodies. Okay? I mean, it's just... Uh... And again, okay, it's just deception. But they're using this as the pretext to continue to stop it from traveling. Now, this world is an amazing place. And traveling it is an amazing thing. And I am a, a man of the earth. I like to go all kinds of places. And I've been very blessed in my life. I've got to spend half a year in Africa. I've got to spend two years in Asia. I grew up in Australia, crazy part of the world to grow up. Now I find myself in Europe, you know what I mean? I should be allowed to book a ticket tomorrow to Mexico if I want to. And fly there. And stay there if I want to. But guess what? It doesn't work like that anymore. Now you've got to follow their stupid rules, okay? Yeah, Mexico's not a good example because that might be the one place where you still can kind of go. Don't know if they need tests. But even if I wanted to fly back to Australia, I, could, I can't even fly back to my own home country. Okay? You have to 
hope that you get in under the cap and it's just it's just a crazy situation and so the point of my story is what these people are now doing affects me directly in a way that I didn't expect predict or plan for and it's like I don't care what you do anybody what you do with your life or you know if you lie to your friends about how much money you make or like that's that's you lying to your friends or like it's it's not my business I don't care just like leave me be okay and I'm a happy man and that's how I felt about the people who run the show you want to lie to all these lemmings that you've been to the moon fine it's actually kind of funny like that they actually believe this stuff I can see the joke it's funny but leave me alone but now they're not leaving me alone and that's see now I have to reconsider my my feelings about these things alright By the way, if you're new to JohnLeBond.com, this is JohnLeBond.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-E-B-L-N.com. Been on the air since 2014. It's my seventh year now of broadcasting. Can you believe that? Goodness gracious me. And I'm coming to you from beautiful, crazy Bulgaria. And uh, this place is much better than I expected. I did lots of research before I came here. For some reason, I thought this place was poorer, less developed, and less civilized than it is. But it's actually not poor. It's cheap, but it's not poor. It's developed, and it's totally civilized. I haven't seen a single problem while I've been here. And obviously, like, the language barrier is an issue. And they're not, they're not necessarily the warmest people. Like, you know, some, some stores you walk into... <laughs> I... I haven't learned how to say hello in their language. I've, I really should. That's my fault. But like, a couple of stores here are great. They're so friendly too. But a couple of them, it's kind of like, okay, they'll sell you, oh, you want to buy two beers? Here you go. Like, they're not, not, they're not warm. You know what I mean? And I, had, I had read that. That's the case. But that's, that's a small thing. I haven't seen a single problem. I, I have seen... I love this place. I love this place. I think it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's so different to what I expected, even though I did the research. And it's just like, it's another example, another uh, reminder for me that uh, you think you know something till you actually do it or till you go there. You know, and there's such a, there's so much to explore, so much to do, you know. But anyway, yeah, I'm John the Bond, I'm uh, 33 years old. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but trust me, go back and listen to like, my early work. You'll see how it, in 2014, I was 26, turning 27. You know, like with every year, my my age has remained consistent in terms of what it should be. It just so happens that this year I'm 33. That's just, I mean, what are the odds, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm just some dude who discovered about the hoaxes a few years ago and made it not just a hobby, but a genuine um, passion to produce content. Forced me to do the research. When you're doing the research, producing content, it really forces you to train your eye to, to make sure the stuff is good because you're putting your reputation on the line every time you produce a piece of content. And then I developed a, a membership website so that some of my content was free on YouTube, some was uh, only for the members. That developed into its own little e-community where there's now about, I don't know, 100 people on my Discord, maybe 120, I can't remember, something like that. And some of them are, are very quiet, but some of them are very active, so we have conversations all the time. So you're mixing your ideas with other people who care about this stuff, thoughtful people. And because there's a paywall, there's no trolls, so you don't waste any time with the with the just a flotsam and the jetsam you find elsewhere. And so it's basically like seven. This has been like a seven-year um, PhD in media fakery, 
academic fakery, world fakery, yeah. And so that's why now I consider myself to be at the the forefront of media fakery deconstruction, which is why back in the day, man, back in the day, I called this coronavirus hoax, sorry, the um, body-possessing um, demon moose. I called it from the start, man, I got it. And that was one year ago today. Can you believe that? Goodness gracious me. Now, do I know everything? No, I don't. Am I right about everything? Probably not. That's not the issue. The issue is, am I willing to do the research, do the work, present it to you? Yes, I am. And that's what I've been doing for seven years here at JohnTheBond.com. And I have a big thanks to say to all the people making this possible at JohnTheBond.com. All the super agents, they know who they are. The latest full member, RAN33, R-A-N-33. Check your inbox. I sent you the uh, instructions on how to join the Discord and come be part of the fun at JohnTheBond.com. All of the full members, they know who they are and the 2021 members, the budget membership at JohnTheBond.com. Less than a cup of coffee, coffee rather, per week and get access to everything published this year and access to the Discord. It's just insane. It's just insane value, man. It's just, it's best deal in town. Ah, good stuff. Because people say to me, oh, JLB, I can't afford your membership. I'm like, fair enough. Like, what, what do you want to do, give it to you for free? I've made hundreds of videos for free, and I've never asked for anything from anybody. I never walk up to someone and say, hey, you're really good at fixing cars. You should fix my car for free. I would never do such a thing. I'm good at creating content and building a smart e-community. Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean I owe it to you for free. Hey, you're, you're really good at fixing people's teeth. You, you should be my dentist for free. Can you see how ridiculous that is? In the true scene, it's full of people like that. You're good at this. You should be for free. Well, what are you giving me? Oh, nothing. You owe me. What? What do I owe you? How, how do you, in your brain, how does it? How do I owe you something? Like I've made literally hundreds of videos and podcasts for you for free already. So in your mind, how is the balance that I'm the one who now owes you? Like, if I don't think either of us owes anybody anything, but if one of us owes the other, and you've already got hundreds of hours of free content, how in your mind? Do I now owe you more? Do you see what I'm sure? Like it doesn't, when you actually think about it, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It's truly bizarre, truly bizarre. And the best thing about the paywall is it keeps out the trolls and the flotsam and the jetsam. People who are just there to waste time. And the truth scene is full of people. They don't give a, they don't give, they don't care about the truth. They just want someone to listen to them. That's all they want. That's all they want. So you can go around in circles or figure eights of people thinking you're having a serious conversation. Hey, you know about the fake school shooting. I know about the fake school shooting. Clearly, we both know what's going on. Let's discuss other topics, right? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And these people will just argue with you for the sake of arguing, just for the attention. Well, guess what? If you put a paywall in there, even if it's just one cup of coffee, even if it's four bucks a week, that gets rid of those people. Trust me. And that's what I've done with JohnTheBond.com. I have to thank all these people, all of these people from around the world. Okay, there's Australians, there's Americans, Canadians, British people, a couple of Europeans as well. Uh, we have got people living in Asia, but they're not Asian. Nothing, they're expats. We've got all kinds of people, man. It's phenomenal. JohnTheBond.com. Thanks to all of these people. So let's go and read out the comments once again. 
almost 50 people watching live. Yeah, yeah, boy. Please forgive my voice, by the way. I have to speak quietly because, like I said, it's one in the morning. Staying up for Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, boy. That's right, motherfucker. And guys, I'm normally much more energetic than this. But I just don't want to get into that flow. Because I know I'll start carrying on and being loud. And uh, The neighbours here have all been... They've all stayed out of my way. I want to stay out of theirs. That's all I ask of people. And that's all I ask of myself. Stay out of people's way. Alright. Who else we got here? Yarn Eric says, You are good tonight, Shelby. Thank you, Yarn. It was nice talking to you. I think it's the same Yarn anyway. It was nice talking to you last night. Uh, assuming it's the same guy. You're a bit of a legend at fakeologist.com. And your bumper... So um, Abby gets everyone to record bumpers. Your bumper, I believe, goes something like, uh, you should listen to fakeologist.com where you won't have to hear any BS. Yeah, like you went a bit off script, but it works well, especially with your uh, European accent. Tom Foolery says, I'm still sticking to this is population production, not reduction. Okay. Chris Tosh says, far out. Tom, that's an interesting thought. We have an aging demographic. Okay, it's a bit... I'm not really exactly sure that's going. Let's have a look here. Chris Tosh says, Is TNG calling you out? I watched his glitch video and thought he was joking about you being AI. Chris, that's an excellent question. By the way, Chris Tosh, are you currently a member of JohnTheBond.com? Because we've got a couple of Chris's. And I'm not sure if you're one of the members or not. Please let me know in the, in the live stream chat if you're one of the uh, members of JohnTheBond.com. And uh, yeah, when I watched his uh, glitch video, that was what I, I thought, is he suggesting that I'm a, I'm a bot, right? And so we discussed that a couple of days ago for my latest podcast episode, which as I said, I should have released in the next day or two. I could have edited it, cleaned it up, insert the clips, it does take time to, to make a professional standard podcast. And so, um, yeah, give me a couple of days, I'll release that. But I brought this up with him. I'm like, did you, were you suggesting that I'm AI? Because, look, that thought has crossed my mind as well. I've thought about that. Like, who the hell am I? How, listen, how does a guy, you guys, some of you must have wondered this. How does some guy from Australia, some, some dude who just likes to play cricket, drink beer, talk shit, you know what I mean? Work out at the gym every now and then. Like, a fairly simple dude, really. In many respects. How does he suddenly start a YouTube channel and over the space of four, five, six, seven years build up a website that people say can't be done and now he's traveling the world making all his money talking about this stuff? The first person in the world to call the, the invisible body possessing demons a moose. How does that happen? Like, how does that happen? You know what I mean? I have to ask myself this question sometimes. Like, what? How does this happen? Like... Uh, it's 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 too late, and I've had too many Zateki horses to get into a discussion about the philosophical aspects of uh, fate and predeterminism. But I I do wonder. I mean, this come on, guys. This is a blessed this is a blessed life. I get to sit around. the The Connor fight doesn't start for another three hours. I get to sit around, drink beer, live stream to forty people around the world, a few hundred listen on delay. Some of them very intelligent, really cool people about whatever I want to say. And like this is this is how I pay for my food and my rent, my beer. That's insane, man. This is like a choose your own adventure. 
And uh, I do wonder about this stuff sometimes, guys, but tonight's not the night for tonight's not the night for that, uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, so Chris Tosh, Jensi question, is he calling me out? I don't think so. I asked him about this, and um, his response made perfect sense, and you'll get to hear that in a day or two when I release the uh, the two-hour conversation that we had. TNG breaking reality, Durka. History Buried says, maybe the blurry parts of Google Earth are blurry because there is literally nothing there. Pac-Man glitch style. Hmm, yes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot I could say about that, but tonight is probably not the night. Jack Senpei says the TSA has been molesting Americans since 2001. So not sure if it was all fun and games before COVID. Okay, Jack Senpei, that's a very good point. I haven't experienced that. Uh, I've never had someone uh, grow for me at an airport under the pretense of security. Not that I can remember. Maybe they didn't, I just don't, didn't even, like, it didn't register that this is wrong. I'm trying to say, like, oh, it's just security doing their job. But I don't think so. I think I would have remembered someone like that. But yeah, I've never had that issue, bro. But I, I get the point you're making, like, there has been imposition for 20 years. Like, this isn't new. And that that's a fair point. But bro, okay, I've got to go through an hour of nonsense at the airport that I shouldn't have to go through. So long as I can buy my ticket, turn up with my little book that says, yes, you're allowed to travel, and get on the plane, honestly, I'm, I'm happy enough, okay? But now that they've taken... Listen, Senpei, I've said this to you before, I'll say it again. I should be allowed, if I want to book a ticket to Saigon, jump on a plane, come there, and you and me hang out, and just get wild, okay? Drinking, playing pool, carrying like pork chops, until the sun comes up. But now we can't do that. And it's quite possible that that's never coming back. So you see now, now it's gone from jokers running the world, but effectively leaving me alone, to now jokers running the world and not letting me travel the world see you can see how that's a, that's a big difference now that's no 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 I don't uh, no 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 see now 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 you're fucking with my life man now we're discussing a very different thing Alrighty, Von Go says, yes, this thing has affected all of us on some level. Oh yeah, big time, bro. Big time. Man, I'll never be the same again. Try living, try living in complete isolation. No ability to meet people in a foreign country, in a small little studio apartment, in the tropical heat, for three months. You'll... You'll probably never be the same again after that experience, man. I will probably never be the same again, for better or for worse. But as with everything, I try and look at it as well. Take the good from the experience. Are you going to use this as a learning experience where you get become a better person? Or at least try. Or are you going to sit here and feel like a victim? And that's one thing I have to say. I think... It's very easy in this scene to spend too much time with people who feel like victims. And I don't think that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with venting every now and then, in my opinion. 
and sometimes you want to be with people who know what's going on because you can vent with them. I, I totally get it. At a certain point, though, as a, as a full-grown, mature adult, I feel like I have to understand that some people, they just want to feel like victims, and those are not the people I'm here to hang out with uh, for extended periods of time. And, uh, and that's one thing I need to, to recalibrate and I uh, get better at over the next few months, hopefully, is uh, giving myself less rope with uh, the whole victimhood thing and giving others around me less rope as well. And it's like, no, 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 don't do, no, 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 no. If you want to feel like a victim, go hang out with the victims. There's lots of them. I'm, I'm letting this world to be a victim. No, 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 thank you. All right, History Buried says, people don't care about the truth, even if it's handed to them with sources. History Buried? That's correct. History Buried. Have you got any idea the amount of attack a program I was receiving? One year ago today, when I was trying to share with people that the body-possessing uh, demon is in fact a moose, it was phenomenal. I was getting PMs from people. You blah, 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 you blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? But I knew, at the time I already knew, that comes with the territory. If you want to be someone, and no one forced me to do this by the way, if you want to be someone who makes money from creating content in this scene, then that means you need to promote yourself. And if you want to promote yourself, that means you're going to be putting out content and engaging in social media with people who will attack you for telling them the truth. No one forced me to do it, it's a choice I, that I've made willingly. And so I was cool. I didn't even get upset by him. Like, okay, whatever, motherfucker. I got I got banned from several subs, from and not just from subs on subreddit. From different for I use so many different forums on the internet. It's crazy. You know, you'll hear some of my critics like, oh, JLP, he uses all these accounts on different forums and subreddit. It's like, yeah, I do actually. That is true. But it's not nefarious. And I got banned, man, from different websites and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just, I took it in my stride. And here we are, a year, guys, a year later, January 23, Larry King, the king is dead, the corona is dead, goodness gracious me, born in 1933, COVID-1933. Are you kidding? And I was right, guys. So there are some people who are going to be listening to this, either live or on delay, who don't really like me for whatever reason. Maybe they think I'm uh, too arrogant or they just don't like the sound of my voice, like my accent can be a bit frustrating for some people or... Maybe I, I'm the one who told them that history is a hoax and that offended them because they love um, Caesar or Plato or whatever. Whatever the case is. And that's fine. They can hate me. But they they will agree. Deep down, Joey was right about this freaking moose. He was the first to call it yes. Even if you hate me, guys. Even if you hate me, you've got to agree. I was right. Thank you very much. Don't you know that I'm still standing even after everything? Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. Guys, thanks for the comments, by the way. 50 people watching live. I do a pre this makes this makes for a fun show. Now I should be right now turning this off and going and watching the early prelims. But to be perfectly frank, I don't really care. So I can just keep doing this. Let's keep doing it. Nom 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 says on 912, no planes on the globe flew except one for the Bin Laden family. Nom, nom, nom. That's if you believe uh, Michael Moore. That's if you believe Michael Moore's story that the Bin Ladens were on a plane. I'm not even convinced the Bin Ladens exist, any of them. 
tomfoolery says, John, they have been saying stay out of big cities. Have they? Who, who is they? What have they been saying? History Buried says, is there something more going on with air travel that we are perhaps missing? Um, you tell me. Like, History Buried, what are you getting at? Don't give me these open-ended questions. Like, if you're getting at something, come on, get to it. What are you talking about? Seth Jordan says, Jeff Berwick, Dollar Vigilante, is living large in Mexico. Well, Seth, this Dollar Vigilante was talking about Bitcoin years ago. Years, he claims he was talking about them back when they were still a few cents. I'm not sure about that. But he was definitely talking about them when they were, like, cheap. Like, we're talking less than $100, right? And I think he would have got tons of donations. And I think he might have even bought some himself. And um, there's a very good chance that he, putting aside all the money he makes from his books and from his, um, Anna, what's he call it? Ana Capoco? Ana Capuco, whatever he calls it. Putting all that aside. There's a good chance that guy has, has made bank just with Bitcoin. And if he has, I say credit to him. He saw it, he invested, he made the money. I say credit to that guy. 100%. You know what? I'm not, I'm not Jeff Berry's biggest fan, but there was one video he made maybe three or four years ago. Because he makes those cool videos where he just walks, like with his dog. Or his dog, I think he's got several dogs. And that's a very clever ploy too. People love animal lovers. If you're on camera loving animals, people love you. It's very smart what he does. But putting all that aside, he made a video a few years ago. He was walking around his little um, street in Mexico. And he was talking about his problems with alcoholism. Like his, you know, he said his problems with drinking too much. And it's affected his life. And he wants to stop for a while and, and what have you. And at the time, I think he was sober. Since then, I think he's drinking again. I'm not sure. Uh, but at the time he was sober and it's just talking about how, you know, like, um, and I'm paraphrasing his, his thoughts, but just kind of talking about how, like, um, you can be doing the right things in your life or think that you're a, a generally good person or whatever, but, but alcohol can, for some of us, uh, have this uh, negative effect and, you know, letting go of it can be uh, very difficult. And I was like, man, I can relate to that so much. So much, man. Like, I love alcohol, but it has... Uh, it has had some bad effects on my life, and it's it's my own fault. Like it's no one's fault, man. It's you know. So so to hear him opening up about that, and it wasn't just what he was saying; it was how he was saying it. I um, from that day forward, I think, I went from being like a Jeff Berwick cynic to like a Jeff Berwick. Mm, how would you say semi fan? I'm not his biggest fan, but. Uh, assuming he was being genuine, and I thought he was being genuine, and I still believe he was being genuine. It's kind of, it's hard not to uh, relate to that, for me, for me personally, because I know exactly what he's talking about. Speaking of which, let's have some more Zuteki Hus. Yeah, yeah, boy, motherfucker. That's right. You want to get a read on a person, see how they react when... A friend, a family member, or somebody they know has made money from something like Bitcoin. Are they happy for the person that person uh, invested in the, at the right time and made money? Or are they jealous? Or are they hoping for failure for them? I don't Personally, I don't have any Bitcoin. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. But I don't. Anyway. But some people do. I know some of them. And you know what? They've done super well. Assuming they've cashed out. Because there could be another crash. But like, generally speaking... Many of these people have done very well. And I say, good, they deserve it. I had the chance a few years ago. I didn't invest. I can't complain. To those who did invest, took the risk, made the money. I say, good for you. 
But man, I'm telling you, there's some there's some jealous people. Well, not jealous, envious. There's some envious people out there, mate. Yeah, yeah. History Buried says, love your media fakery, deconstructions, Javi. I really do appreciate that, HB. I really do, because, um, you know, when I was 25, 26, uh, I was intelligent enough, but, you know, we all have things we're good at and bad at. And for whatever reason, over the next couple of years, I dedicated so much of my life to studying media fakery, to studying deception, to studying the stagecraft of these people, how far does it go, create content, share it with people, promote it. My life could have gone in many directions, but this is the direction it went in. And I do believe that my immediate fake reconstruction, especially this so-called so-called uh, body-possessing demon, has been the best. Okay? It's been the best. There's other people doing good work, by the way, like IPS, great example, doing fantastic work. But in terms of showing you the video, in terms of showing you, here's what they're going to put on your screen. Here's the sound effects. Here's the narrative. Here's what the, the narrator is saying. And here's why. And do you notice the tricks they're using? All of this, I think my work is uh, the best, bar none. And I hope I'm wrong. If you guys, if any of you guys know someone who's done better work than me, I, I want to see it. I want to learn from them. But I think my work's the best, bar none. And so to hear people say that they think my work has um, in any way assisted them, man, it makes my day. I can't even describe it to you. It's just sensational. So if you're just joining us late, this is John LeBon for JohnLeBon.com. It is, it's currently the 24th of January, but we began at the 23rd of January. Larry King had passed away, Larry King, which um, evolvement, inf I didn't know this until tonight, he informed me that uh, his, this guy's real surname, Ziegler, or Ziegler, means needle in German, which we double checked, it's true. So Larry King needle, as in needle, as in injection, as in space needle, as in 311, goodness gracious me, he passed away on the one year anniversary of John LeBond saying, when he was in beautiful, crazy Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand, one year ago, to the day, this body-possessing demon news story is in fact a moose. You do know this by now, don't you? <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm using the, the, the code word moose. Moose, from this day henceforth, means one of those news stories that's not real. Yeah, yeah, boy. Who else we got in the live stream chat? 45 people watching live right now. I'll try and get through these comments. Jack Senpei says, no one is having kids with Tinder hookups. All the girls are on birth control. Interesting. I've never used Tinder in my life. Maybe one day I will. But so far, I've, never, I've literally never used it once. But if there are people out there who do use it and they enjoy it, I say that's cool. I've got, I've got nothing against it. I've just never used it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, Infinite Plane Society says Dark Matter dot Radio just bought a full membership. Hold on, I haven't got my emails. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> IPS, if you're out there, come into the JLB Discord. Come into the JLB Discord, and we'll make you the special guest for the last half hour. I've got one more beer left. You come on and be the special guest if you're out there. Um, and any any member of JohnTheBond.com can come and join right now. I'm in the purgatory. And if you speak, it will come through the feed. IPS, come and come and hang out. Uh, in fact, that'd be that'd be perfect. Even just 15 minutes, just explain to the audience what your plans are. Because I believe I've got reason to believe that you've got big plans for this year. And from what I've heard, they sound fantastic. Come and tell the people. 
Tom Foolery says, history buried. I don't know. Don't pay attention to much anymore. They've got a little side conversation. Going, oh, I don't really know what they're talking about. Nom, nom, nom. Don't anyone give JLB any money until he's 34. We can't trust him yet. Maybe, man. Maybe. Yeah, the 33 is uh, my signal to the, the other evil people. Connor G says, will anyone talk to me next year? I've got no idea what he's talking about. Michael G says, JLB is good AI. I could be, man. I've been thinking about stuff lately. Like, it's crazy. And you, you've probably seen, maybe you haven't, but I've uploaded a couple of videos for the members on JLB.com recently talking about uh, how easy it is now to generate video games where the levels, that is the areas where you interact as a player, look realistic. And right now as we speak, I'm in this old Eastern European town and the, some of the roads are made of stone, stone paved, like little tiny pebble kind of roads, man. It's beautiful, it's fantastic. I feel like I'm in a video game, I really do. And there might be more to that than, than meets the eye. Yeah, yeah, boy. History Buried says that JLB and IPS were on that moose right off the bat. Yes, we were. IPS has done great work, guys. I might be one of his biggest fans. And as I said before he got here, IPS, you might have missed this. You and I were talking about the masks back in the end of 2019. I was in Hanoi at the time when I first spoke to you. So probably talking about November of 2019, I'd say. And I didn't agree with you, but I was happy to chat with you and uh, ask you questions, watch your evidence, why you're saying this, you spoke very well. Here you go, JLB listeners. This is IPS, this is his opinions. I'm not endorsing what this guy's saying. I'm just sharing it with you. He shared it with me. And uh, whatever happens, happens. Now, now, fast forward to January 2021 and take a look at this. Guys, take a look at this. If you just join us late, this is John LeBond for JohnLeBond.com. This is Larry King, the guy who supposedly died on the one-year anniversary of John LeBond calling this thing a moose. This is Gaddafi. Take a look at this. And laying down the cornerstone for the world, a new era. So this is, this is Larry King. Okay, rest in peace. Passed away today, according to the story. Chatting with Gaddafi back in 2009. Okay. What do you notice about Gaddafi's face? Pay close attention. The era of the masses. What was your biggest mistake? No one's perfect. If you had to come and say, if you had to come and say, for sure, for sure, for sure, mistakes. <laughs> do, you, do you have a mistake that you wish you could do? You might have noticed that his face doesn't move. His lips, his lips kind of move minimally, but his forehead doesn't move. His eyebrows barely move. His cheeks barely move. Just like a mask. I, I admit, I confess that a number of mistakes happened. Hey, John, I'm not trying to interrupt, but I'm in the Discord. Oh, that's cool. Hey, IPS, man. Welcome to JohnTheBond.com. It's been too long, man. How you been? Uh, very good. I'm glad I caught you live today. And I was uh, just joining in with the Dark Matter account, so I could go through your site. And for anybody who's um, listening today, I, I went through your site as a member, 
and just my first impression is it's very well organized content, like really second to none. So I like what you've done there uh, backstage, as well as being uh, a nice site overall uh, user wise. So, so far, great experience. And I love the discord and a lot of the people in it. Well, that is very nice of you to say all that. I really do appreciate that. And thank you for your patience, by the way. I know that we've been uh, corresponding behind the scenes. I've been a bit distracted lately, so I do appreciate your patience. But uh, I have to say, man, as the listeners are, are watching this on my screen right now, uh, I think you were right, dude. I think this um, face mask thing that you were talking about years ago, which, by the way, I was open-minded. You have to agree. I wasn't like trying to poo-poo your idea. I was open-minded. I listened to what you had to say. But it took me a long time to get it. But tonight, as I watch this Gaddafi video, dude, I think you were right. Gaddafi looks like he's made out of silicone. And you know what? I, it's, a, it's an established fact as a tool of the intelligence agencies. I mean, this is crazy, man. He looks like an animatronic. He looks like that's how silly his face looks. His hair looks like yeah, it's plastic. Look- but I think they're moving past that now into digital. So I think now that the cover has been blown on these rubber-faced people, now they're bringing out the next level of undetectable digital fakes. Well, here's what I'm going to do. As soon as I end this uh, recording, I'll put a link to our first chat in the info box because the first hour of that was free, I think, so people can go and listen to that. And uh, you were talking about this years ago, man, so credit to you for being uh, ahead of the game. What's the latest? What's at IPS? What's the doing the... What's the main topics lately, man? What are you talking about lately? Okay, lately, I'm really trying to take advantage of what I think is going to be a new wave of auto-hoaxing. Like, auto-hoaxing reaching peak level. And mostly, where I'm seeing it, it's the disenfranchised QAnoners who, even though uh, the QAnon narrative may have let them down, it has nonetheless left them 100% just incredulous about the media. And so now I'm seeing... Thousands of people on Twitter, real time, dissecting Joe Biden, the White House, and trying to figure out, is that even a real person or is this a double? So I think that it's pretty epic as far as auto-hoaxing goes, and I'm hoping to reel in some of the clear-thinking minds and maybe create a real truth movement that's not totally guardrailed by people pushing uh, fear, you know, alternative fears, non-mainstream fears. I'm glad you mentioned guardrails, man, because you wrote a short e-book about this topic. I think you called it guardrails, actually, this idea that there are people who give you some some of the truth, but then they take you off into what I would call la-la land. I'm sure most of the listeners know what we're talking about, but if you could summarize your book, Guardrails, what was the main point you were trying to get to people? Yeah, Guardrails is the main, the main point of Guardrails is that we have the mainstream narratives, left and right, they're all going in the same direction. And as long as you're going in that direction, you're controlled. So anybody who strays from the mainstream Instead of totally leaving TV land and assessing it as, is this real or fake, they're caught up in what I call guardrails that bounce them back into the mainstream. Guardrails being characters who give a slightly alternative version with a different whodunit explanation, maybe a conspiratorial version. But they always keep you under the presumption that the world stage is essentially real. And anybody who goes over the guardrails, who goes past those immediately gets censored by the conspiracy theorists who've been effectively guardrailed, brainwashed by the controlled opposition. And it's so easy for it to happen because I think some people don't even mean to guardrail each other, but they get stuck on their own thought system and they want others to agree with them and they actually slow each other down. It's not nefarious, they just get stuck. 
And I think that's where what you're doing is fantastic. You're not, as far as, as, far as I can tell, you're not getting stuck on any one topic. You're just moving on from topic to topic. Let's break it down. Let's see what happens. And I think you were right about these face masks, man. <laughs> I'm watching Gaddafi right now. It's like, it's obvious. How did I not see this before? His forehead right. doesn't no, move th- at all. Like literally at all, dude. You know, in a way, sometimes I, I look at, it's like Stanley Kubrick, for example, or other, his movie Eyes Wide Shut, and I wonder, was he not just kind of giving us the truth that uh, you can be looking at a mask and not know it's a mask, which that would be your eyes wide shut. Like, has reality been rendered invisible to those of us not in the know already? And I think that might be the case. And this technology goes back decades, and who knows how much damage it's actually done you know, to our concept of reality, how many of these deep fakes are out there. And that was the point of that book. I was just bringing this up. Uh, the existence of fake people on the world stage, which we know it's a fact, crisis actors, these are fake people put into the real world. Well, how many of them you know, have actually been in places of dominant influence? How many major social influencers have been literal puppets? Well, that's, I'm starting to wonder that now because your idea of the face masks I've been open to for a long time. The reason why I put Gaddafi on tonight was because I wanted to play a couple of clips of Larry King to prove that he was this guy who was talking to lots of celebrities, right? I wasn't actually trying to look for this particular video, but when I was when I was making my because um, I put the tabs on my Firefox browser before I do a live stream or, or make a video, just so I've got the content there, I watched some of the Gaddafi video and I was like, hold, hold on, hold on a second, what the fuck? And I, I started paying attention. I think this guy's a fake. Right? Like I wasn't even that was not my plan tonight to talk about that, but then when you see it, you can't unsee it. IPS, it's there. Well, now here we are, 2021, and the idea of even the president himself being a deep fake is more or less mainstream conspiracy theory. And that's one of the side effects of QAnon. In order to explain the phenomenon of celebrities and politicians who are supposed to have been git mode still walking around, they would say, well, obviously it's a double or a deep fake. So they inadvertently stumbled into, I think, the necessary level of radical skepticism to actually have something of a great awakening um, in terms of media literacy. You know, if not this MAGA fantasy. Well, uh, hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from. When I first spoke to you about the masks, I was open-minded, and I think that's very important to be open-minded, but I wasn't on board. As of tonight, seeing Gaddafi, that's it, dude. Like, I'm not agreeing with everyone that you say is a, is a wearing a mask, but I'm saying Gaddafi's wearing a mask. Like, that's great. Or, or he's an animatronic, but that's not a real person, as far as I'm concerned. You know, this is, this is the area we're in now, though, where... Uh, it could be animatronic, it could be deep fake digital creation, and people don't know the difference. It's, it's apparent to me that collectively we've become reality impaired. And it's really just a small oasis of people who know how deep the fakery goes. And between your think tank, mine, and I don't know, can you name any other groups or networks of people who are actively talking about the fakery without buying into alternative fears there's only one example i can give you which is fakeologist.com and they've done some great work over the years i'm a big fan of their work however what they don't have which your think tank does have and which my think tank does have is a certain youthful energy if you and this is nothing against the older people because guess what tim eventually you and i will be old men that's just a fact right nothing against the older people and some older people are, are fantastic however if you look at the what typically happens to people as they age they become uh, more cynical in a bad way and less energetic and more just sort of uh, someone else can do it. And that's at Fakeologist, there's this sort of old, um, you know, old dogs can't learn new tricks thing. 
Whereas if you compare that to my website, where there's all this energy on the Discord, your website with your South Pole work, that's, I don't want to, again, this is not an ageist thing, but when you have the youthful energy, there are things that happen that probably don't happen elsewhere. So to answer your question, yeah, I think Fakeologist is cool, but they're not particularly uh, creatively active. Then there's my website, there's your website, and that's it. And I have searched far and wide, my friend. Those are the only three places where I find anything interesting at this point in time. In terms of communities, that's it. Not an overstatement. Like I, I kind of jokingly say on my Flat Earth Report podcast, I say this is the only PSYOP-free news source, meaning it's the only news source that doesn't begin with the premise that these major psychological events are real. And most people start off on the world stage. And I don't even start with that. So that no one has to go through me saying uh, you know, any sort of like euphemism. I don't like to euphemize the truth here. Um, I'll criticize, I'll say whatever I have to say, but you know, for the most part, I don't include that stuff to be sensitive. And, and I think that's important. And that's what South Pole is about. We had a new episode stream last night making a parody of the whole Capitol riot hoax. And I think we, we need that. We need to be able to um, have also the artistic side. The memes are important. And you know, our Discord server is a dangerous meme super spreader ground zero. Very well described. I haven't seen your most recent episode yet. I watched the first three all in one go because I, I was like late to the party with the South Pole thing and it was terrific. I'm looking forward to watching your most recent episode uh, very shortly. For the listen, most listeners who know who you are, they're familiar with your work. If you were talking to people who either didn't know about IPS or maybe they'd heard the wrong things, like they'd heard rumors or secondhand uh, claims or hearsay, how would you describe what you're doing to people who are relatively new to what you're doing? A great question. Uh, Infinite Plane Society was set up to be sort of a, a th well, actually set up to be a think tank, which is different from an echo chamber. Echo chamber is like a church. The doors are closed. They have the book. They don't need anything else. Uh, think tank, there's always new information coming in, and we kind of distill the best. So the Infinite Plane Society was a, an alternative to the Flat Earth Society with regards to the topic of Flat Earth, because my concept was uh, we don't know um, that the globe is valid. And our response should be to ask questions, infinite possibilities, rather than assuming, oh, well, obviously, then it's underneath a dome on a footstool beneath water with God on top. So we were kind of an alternative to that. But the idea was infinite possibilities. But what this think tank has evolved into is a lot of real time media critics or auto hoaxers. That's been the main thing. And so the shape of the earth is not even really a topic these days, but rather skepticism towards establishment science and a willingness to go beyond the areas that they put off limits on the main platforms, even if that means being deplatformed. So we created this as a network to transcend any one social media account or channel because we've been censored so much. We've been kicked off of 89 YouTube channels, but we've maintained the same essential group of people over the last three years. So that's what the IPS would be. You could call it a cult or a community. Well, that's the thing. There's a, always a thin line between cults and communities. Not all cults are bad. You know, every group of people needs a leader. And I think what you're doing on your side, you're being a, a good leader. You're giving people a chance to uh, take part in your operations. I mean, how many people contribute to the South Pole thing? That's not just you. There must be several people doing the programming or the voice or the audios or whatever. That's people working together. But someone has to be the leader. Someone has to be at the top of that going, all right, Here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Let's do it. 
Yeah, and that's pretty much been the role um, here because it's a collaborative effort. But yeah, I have to integrate people who are very talented coming from different backgrounds, and they all find inspiration in calling out the main deceptions of our time and laughing at the stuff, making a mockery of it, which is what we've been doing habitually. We started making cute memes out of the COVID, COVID cooties, uh, just to take the sting out of it, to take the power out of that symbol. It's a form of, I guess, iconoclasm. And yeah, so what I do is I try to bring about the people who want to contribute, who have something. And my job as the editor is to just put all the pieces together. And we, on the last episode, we had, I think, more than 20 people contributed, uh, a dozen different voices or voice actors, rather. Um, lots of art. But the amount of hours that goes into it, it really would be hard to say because every individual is putting in as much time as they can over the week. I'm glad so you bring episode- out the COVID cooties, man. That was one of my highlights of 2020. That COVID cooties song. You know the song I'm talking about? Who did that? Whoever did that is a genius. Do you know the song I'm talking about? I'd play it right now if I had a link. Do you know the song I'm talking about? I found it through your... Oh, yes. That would be uh, COVID cooties by Symbia, which honestly, yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights. And I have the link for you. I'll put it in the Discord. I'm going to look it up right the now. Video this was fantastic. If I, if I play this, will I, will I delete me though? Because I don't want to get... No. <laughs> I don't want to get deleted on this channel. No. Can I, can I just play um, one minute of this? Give me a second. I've got one more beer left in the fridge. I'll come back. You know, we'll spend the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes responding to comments from the live stream chat. If anyone has any questions or comments for Tim, very special guest here at JohnTheBond.com, put them in the live stream chat. I'll throw them to Tim, and we'll see where the, uh, the last 10 or 15 minutes goes. Tim, how's that sound? Sounds great. All right, let me play this. And you're sure, like, you haven't been deleted for playing this song? Because you know what happened? He's, he, this is dead set. Last year, I created a backup channel, right? This is dead set. I had like, my main channel got deleted a couple years ago, so I made a new channel. My new channel's going okay, so I make a backup channel last year so that my main channel's protected. Guess what? My backup channel got deleted. So now I've had to make a new backup channel, which is what you're on right now. Everyone listening, you listen to my new backup channel. I don't want to get to a stage where my second backup gets deleted again. Tim, do you get what I'm trying to say here? Like, it's madness. My new main channel survived, 2020, but my backup channel didn't. So I don't want to take any risks. So you're confident that these COVID cooties won't get deleted? Yeah, this is one of the few videos um, I think that I can say unequivocally will be safe because it's it's artsy enough. It's more about the music and the memes that it doesn't fall into the category of political speech. And it's it sounds too innocent if you listen to the, the cadence and, the, and everyone here will listen and hear it. So, no, I, I think this one is perfectly safe. Brilliant. All right, so this is a two-minute track. I need to go and quickly get myself uh, another drink of Zdithikuhus. And our special guest, Tim, from IPS, can get himself all ready. We'll come back. We'll spend another 10 or 15 minutes going through the questions and the comments in the live stream chat, guys. Give us your questions or your comments for IPS. I'm sure we'll be happy to answer them. But we're going to go to COVID Cooties by Symbia. Tim, I'm going to play play in a second. Give the audience an idea. Who is Symbia? Where would you get this song? Give them an idea of what this song is. Yeah, Symbia has been one of the musical contributors to the Infinite Plane Society. A whole lot of art and memes. You see it all over a lot of the work we do. Um, I actually met her at the Exit the Matrix um, event where I saw how she did a lot of her work in animation. So you'll see here everything she's done. These are all her original memes, some Infinite Plane Society memes. But she's a very uh, eclectic musician, lots of different styles of instrumentation. This song's kind of, this song kind of reminds me of... Um, old misfits or something but 
yeah, that's that's how I mean it, it's difficult to describe her music because it's so diverse. But this is one of her best tracks, "Covid Cooties," and it came out when everybody was afraid to go outside, which is even better because this song kind of goes in the face of all the the fear porn. April nine. This was back in the middle of the complete fear porn. So this is like early days. The first time I heard it, I hated it. The second time, I liked it. Since then, I've loved it. This is Symbia with "Covid Cooties." Two minute track. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Symbia COVID Cooties. I'm so COVID dude, I think I got a real bad coupon. I need to get out of the house instead of doing what you tell me to. I can't be COVID cooties. Now my life is like a movie. Uh, Simbi with COVID cooties. Am I coming through clear? Is my mic back on? Can you hear me? I think well, back. Loud and clear, loud and clear. Absolutely. I've got this problem, dude. I've got this and Blue Yeti microphone, and I love Blue Yetis. I think it's a great brand, a great microphone. But there's one problem the mute button does not, the, the, the red light does not change when you press mute. So, like, what? If I was designing a microphone, uh, here's what I'd do if someone presses the mute button, the light either goes on or off, and then vice versa. Are you with me? The Blue Yeti, it just stays the same. So you never know if you're um, on mute or not. It's a bit of a pain in the backside. But other than that, it's a great microphone. It's fantastic. So that was uh, Simbi with COVID Cooties. That, honestly, dude, that's one of my highlights of 2020. That was fantastic, that track. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, it was. And it was great for morale because it was really depressing, everything being shut down. And we started doing the Film Your Hospital thing. And that song coming out, it's a very rebellious song. But it, it's like, at the same time, it's very disarming because it's almost... Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. I compared it to the Misfits. It's kind of macabre, but sort of 
cute in a way. It's avant-garde, man. This is art. Like This is proper artwork. This is people saying, here's what's happening in the world. Here is how I respond to it. With sounds, with images, with ideas. Here's my response to the world. This is art. It's fantastic. And uh, you mentioned Film Your Hospitals. Another huge win for IPS in 2020. You were one of the main proponents of Film Your Hospitals. Did you get that idea from somebody else? Or were you the guy who came up with it? How'd that happen? Well, I saw people um, noting that the hospitals were empty. And I saw the videos on Twitter. And it started trending. And as soon as I saw that trending, I was like, you know what? This is going to be the opportunity for the people's media to actually reveal itself. This is the auto-hoaxer revolution that we were talking about or waiting for for 2020. So I just immediately what I did was I grabbed the Film Your Hospital website and then I just did my best to get all of the content on there and network with all those people. And um, essentially uh, that hashtag went viral for 30 some days, which would never happen right now. It would never happen again. I think that they would have stopped the hashtag within hours um, today, but they let it go. And I think that was to their detriment because if it wasn't for that, I think that this Rona thing would be perceived as a lot worse than it is or has been perceived. Well, I'm guessing that you saw this. There was a hit piece maybe a week or two ago in the mainstream news. It might have been seen in. It might have been BBC, actually, talking about, oh, there's a trending thing. Film your hospitals. And they showed a clip that someone recorded showing an empty hospital. And then they did like a Snopes.com style debunking, which was complete crap. Like they actually did address this head on. And I'm not sure if you know which um, article I'm referring to, but I'm, I'm guessing that you do. Why would the BBC, like, I'm surprised they gave it any attention, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, if I were them, I'd just completely ignore yeah. this. Yes, in fact, I remember their refutation was, oh, these people are just driving up to the parking lot and seeing it's empty. And one of their clever arguments was, saying that the hospital is empty by driving into the parking lot and not seeing anybody is like saying that the hotel's empty when pulling up to the hotel and not seeing anybody because all the patients are presumably in their beds. So they have these clever arguments, but what they glossed over is the fact that the film your hospital people are doing interviews. They're going there day and night and they're comparing it with real time news reports. Plus we're analyzing admitted hoaxes like the one that CBS at Cherry Hills hospitals there in New York did where they faked a testing center. So it's deeper than just empty hospitals, but that was to me, um, just a massive decoy operation. All those empty tents. Yeah, and it was a it was such an effective prop because people just driving past to seeing the tents, they're thinking, oh, the hospitals are overwhelmed, right? They're not giving it a second thought. But the hospitals are the tents are empty. Now, dude, it's not hard to to buy and build a tent. Like it's it's like a a cheap but super effective prop, isn't it? And that's all that's all they were with props. That's all they ever were was a prop in this grand spectacle. Yeah, I compare them to the dummy tanks that we've seen in World War II, where you see a fleet of tanks from above with your spy cameras, well, you're going to surrender or move. And so here we are, and just in drive-bys, you see these tents, and so it makes you think, well, the hospital's full, so those must be full. Oh, it's the plague. Let me get back away from this area. So it's, an, a, very, it's a very effective decoy operation, a pure psyop. And it, worked, it was so effective. And it's working to this day. And I'm not sure how much of this stream you've seen, but there was a clip that I played from today, from literally January 23, 2021, showing supposedly in Germany, the, the hospitals are overwhelmed and people are dying. And they had all these caskets. In fact, I'll play it for the viewers so they can see it uh, while I'm talking about it. They've got these caskets that are supposedly full of dead bodies, 
that are being stacked in the car park. That's this, this, IPS. This is their story, not mine. They're stacking dead bodies in caskets in the car park while they wait to incinerate them. Now, anybody who's dealt with dead bodies, and I know that you have from your, your previous employment, like, you don't... dead Listen, dead bodies don't just stay that way. They decompose rapidly. But we're meant to believe they're stacking these things in the car park before they incinerate them. This is propaganda from today, IPS. Like, this ain't stopping. They're not scaling it back, man. In fact, if anything, they're going to overdrive. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to have to revamp the Film Your Hospital website and address this because this is one of the big hoaxes. We know people on live streams who've checked out some of these uh, trailers that are supposedly full of bodies, these makeshift morgues. Not true. And I was trained in the military 92 Mike Mortuary Affairs on mass casualty operations and then I was also a civilian embalmer and a decedent transporter for a medical investigator's office in a couple of different places. And in that span of time I worked in uh, many different capacities. And nothing you see on TV is like how it's done in real life. Um, another thing, just because people are dying of COVID doesn't mean they're just going to go incinerate them, their bodies. Uh, they're still going to go through with their prearranged funerals, their burials, and their caskets. That hasn't changed. So the idea that they're so overwhelmed that they just got to throw all the bodies in a fire, that's absurd. And what's more, many reports will say, oh, the skies are turning jet black because the crematoriums are working overtime. It's like, no, crematoriums have afterburners. It means no black smoke. So this is another thing. Even though they're shills, Project Veritas was calling funeral homes and finding radical inconsistencies there as well. I am very glad you brought that up because Project Veritas did do some excellent work on this particular topic. What's your theory as to why? Like, why, if they are in any way controlled, why are they doing such good work exposing the hospital hoax? What's your theory about that? I think it has a partisan angle, which is, oh, the Democrats were faking this so that they could steal the election. I think ultimately that's where he leads, because what he's not doing is he's not going full on. Both sides of the media are collaborating with world government media, the whole world. So he's a game player at that certain level uh, and controlled opposition. But he does do some good research that we can uh, take the lead on for sure. I mean, his methods are good. Yeah, that's fair enough. The thing with these people is, I always wonder, if they're not uh, going to go all the way with the hoaxes, they must have their reasons, that's fair enough. But some of them do do good work, and some of that Project Veritas stuff was good. And some of these people, some of these regular people walking into hospitals with their phones have been absolutely sensational, haven't they? This um, film your hospital thing that, that you helped to promote, no smart person can look at this footage and believe the hospitals are overwhelmed because they clearly are not. It's not even debatable. They're empty. Oh, and at the same time, at the time that the empty hospital started trending, then we started correlating this with, wait a minute, what is with this flood of dancing nurse videos? And there, it was just so overwhelming that, okay, wait, there's a, a major psyop going on and that's a major misdirection act. So you think the hospitals are full and the nurses are just dancing off the stress it's like, no, the whole thing's a massive charade and distraction campaign, and they use entertainment to distract people. So the empty, unused tents, empty hospitals, and then these bizarre dancing nurse compilations revealed this thing to be a massive charade. Yeah, so, so in your mind, what was the reason for that? I've got a theory about these dancing nurses. Okay, for me, that's one of the most crazy things of 2020 was the footage of the dancing nurses. I've got a theory about it. Why do you think they did that? What do you think was the, their motive to 
to show us on social media, on Twitter and um, Instagram, these nurses doing choreographed dances. In your mind, why did they do that? I think it was mostly a PR campaign so that the people at home would identify with the frontline nurses and they would see the nurses as putting on a strong face for the people to be strong. Like, I think it's just a propaganda move that works on the people who don't pay attention. That's what I think. It makes it look like there's um, a whole lot going on. Yeah, I'm What's open to that. My, I'm open to that. My, listen, I just think these people are jokers, man. I think they're big-time jokers. I think that's why the, the Lunar Lander looks as ridiculous. In fact, you know what? I'm going to put it on the screen right now. I know you can't see it because uh, you're in the, the Discord, but I've got this saved. I've got this saved as a bookmark. The Apollo 11 uh, Lander, Lunar Lander. I'm going to put this in the Discord so you can see it. Just give me one second here. My theory for a long time has been that these people are just jokers, like they're taking the piss, right? And that's why they give us a Lunar Lander with aluminium foil, yeah, with cardboard, with plastic funnels from a kitchen, broomstick handles. I mean, these, these are broom handles here, right? They give us some, um, art. it's an arts and crafts expo right here, right? I've always had this opinion, like it's just a, it's a, a big joke. And I think the dancing is kind of like, hey guys, we're telling you, we're telling you, we're in a once in a hundred year pandemic, which we associate with people collapsing, pardon me, with uh, hospitals getting overwhelmed, you know, doctors dying because they're trying to treat the sick, all this crap, right? But we're going to give you footage of the nurses celebrating the complete opposite, as in it's a joke. And to this day, I still think it was just one big joke. In fact, Tim, I'm not convinced those dancing nurses were even real nurses. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just paid actors. Okay, that's a fascinating take right there because there's obviously a lot of out-of-work crisis actors since everybody's home, and they're always hiring these types of performance artists to do different things. Wouldn't surprise me. It'd be cheaper than compromising real nurses. Real nurses wouldn't be playing around with heart defibrillators and expensive equipment. They wouldn't be twerking and pole dancing on IV poles. Real nurses wouldn't do that stuff because they would lose their jobs. Well, you'd hope so. I mean, if they're dealing with dead people in a hospital with this um, airborne uh, contagion, the last thing they should be doing is choreographing dances. I mean, the whole thing's a joke. And I think IPSS is the one area where maybe you and I have some disagreement. I believe the masses are hopeless. But I, I watch your work, I listen to your work, and I get the feeling, and I like, I love the hope. Like, I love that you have this idea that um, the people will, uh, more people are waking up. And you could well be right. You could be right, and I could be too cynical. I think the one, the one area where we might have some disagreement is, I just think the masses are, are hopeless. What say you? Um, at this point, I think we have a number of very strong litmus tests right now. And what we have is a, a world that's gone fundamentalist in religiosity. And it's a world-spanning cult. And I don't know if it's an intelligence test or if it's just a perception test, but whatever it is, maybe it's a philosophical issue. But... Um, waking the masses, I don't think so. I think maybe by definition the masses are asleep. Like maybe that's just humanity. And uh, so I don't have that as a notion. However, um, I don't like the idea of the ignorant masses being used and weaponized by the elite to take away our ability to travel around and breathe. So that's my pushback. And I think you can sway those who can be swayed, and it's a sizable number, maybe not the majority. And that's what I'm reaching out for. And I'm not trying to reach to the guard-railed minds who think that, yeah, the moon landing's fake, but space force is real. No, I want people to know who, I want people around me who are in the know about 
all of the magic tricks that are used to steer the masses. But no, right now I have no confidence in them. The, the riot at the Capitol shattered any faith that I had in any kind of a mass awakening. 1621 was a bad piece of performance art, and it's being treated like it was a real 9-11. And that to me shows that people will trust the lie from the visions that they give you on the screen over their own perceptions and their own uh, rational thinking. I'm glad you bring up that riot because I want your opinions on that. In the live stream chat, many people have left really nice comments. For example, Red Rooster Truther, and Red Rooster, by the way, in Australia was a uh, fast food outlet, which I've never spoken about this uh, on the air publicly. I have privately. I worked at Red Rooster when I was a teenager. When I was in high school, I worked at Red Rooster for a few years, and uh, it's kind of like um, KFC but with roast chicken rather than uh, fried. So Red Rooster Truther says, so good to hear you guys back together. Hey, it's good to talk with IPS, man. I've been meaning to do this for a long time, and um, it's just so easy to get distracted, IPS. I'm trying to say, like, there's so many things and, and what have you, but hopefully this is the beginning of a new... 2021 should be the year of the JLB and IPS think tanks not necessarily working together, but collaborating sometimes. What say you? Exactly. I think that there's a, a strong anti-media, or rather counter-media presence out there. And the, the more we can consolidate it, the better. And we do have a lot of cross-pollination of ideas. A lot of our memes uh, cross paths on Twitter. And yeah, I think 2021 is going to be great because uh, 2020 just, it, it should have been a wake-up call to how much damage the unthinkingness of the sheep can do to the people who do think. Like now it actually affects us. You know, they can be afraid of the sky falling and asteroids. It's a joke. But when they can tell you, hey, you got to put a helmet on because space junk. Well, then it matters. And we're almost at that point. This is something I've heard you mention in a lot of your uh, podcasts, this idea that if you can get these people to wear masks because they're scared of this so-called virus, how long, I mean, would it be hard for them to convince people to wear helmets, like um, construction helmets, in case they get hit by a moon rock or a space rock? And it's like, yeah, same difference. It's an invisible enemy. It's obviously not real. But if you convince the people to be scared, they'll go along with it, won't they? They would. If, if they, the people who run the show want to convince people You've got to wear a bright yellow construction hat when you go outside in case the, the asteroid debris gets you. The masses would go along with it. Yes, they would. As crazy as that sounds, take a look around. They're wearing the mask, and there's no more risk of the invisible body-possessing demon than there is of a moon rock hitting them on the head. Same risk, zero. So if they'll go along with one, Tim, why would they not go along with the other? Well, earlier today, I had retweeted something you had posted from H.L. Mencken, and this kind of shows you how this isn't new. Uh, the unthinking masses who blindly follow the Bible or the television set or whatever, it's always been the same. And the post you made is about how people are regulated by uh, a nonstop barrage of hobgoblins that don't actually exist. And that's where we're at right now, and the hobgoblin of the day is, uh, well, COVID. I mean, there's a few others, but that's one of the main ones. That's the main one right now. So I don't want to take all of your time. I'm staying up tonight because it's 2 o'clock in the morning right now. I'm staying up for the McGregor fight. And I admit, Tim, and some of the listeners might judge me, I love sports ball, and I especially love Conor McGregor UFC sports ball. I'm staying up all night. So I can stay up as long as I want. But I don't want to take too much of your time. So while we've got you, we're blessed to have you. What are the plans for this year? Tell us about the South Pole plan that you're doing. You've got is it six episodes now. Explain to people who don't know about this, what is it you're doing with the South Pole? And what are your plans for... 2021 we've got a whole another year of this madness and it's not going away that's clear so what are your plans at ips all right excellent question well south pole is going to be probably the most visible expression of what our think tank does and it's 
kind of a take off of the concept of South Park. You know, we're borrowing from their methodology, but we're actually going counterculture. We're actually going into the area of political incorrectness. What they give you is watered down, safe political incorrectness, which is totally fake and it reinforces all the dominant lies. So we're a full auto hoaxing from the get go. We just completed episode seven. We're working on eight, which is the Mandela episode special. So if you want to get a line in there, we'll write some for you. But uh, we're going to do 13 episodes for the season. Then we're going to do another season um, after that. Probably three seasons this year if we can. I mean, it's a weekly thing. But beyond that, my main objective is to grow our audience for these topics, the discussion of ideas. And this cartoon series is just a way to go viral. You'll see as you go through, there's various clips. They have great potential to offend a lot of people and bring them into our fold, which is what we want to do. So it's a, a bit of a trolling mission. But as far as uh, IPS and, and the channel, I want to reach more people despite all the attempts to censor us by getting onto internet streaming radio, which is something I've been doing for the last uh, six or seven months. And so even now, uh, my content is now being mirrored and I'm merging with the Dark Matter Network. So we have a lot more people listening now. And from the feedback, I think people are tired of a lot of the old guard-railed, gate-kept concepts of paranormal and conspiracy. And I think what we're talking about, real ideas, is the future. And I think we're going to reach a bigger audience as the months pass. So that's my objective. Just uh, I have a routine now, three live, night, uh, live streams per week. I have it all posted. And I think this structure is what's going to guarantee that uh, we're not censored this year or sidelined, even though they make every attempt they can to well, demonetize us. In fact, I want to mention this. DLive just demonetized anybody discussing politics. Well, you brought up two things there I want to focus on. The first one is the trolls, and then the second one is what you're doing with IPS more broadly. So with the, with the trolling thing, some people, Tim, who don't know your work, haven't listened to much of your work, they've got it in their head that you or your group of penguins are trolls. If you could speak to them one-to-one, what would you say to those people who have this misapprehension about you? You know where that those ideas come from. How would you respond to that today? Uh, sure. I, when I say troll, I guess what I mean is provocative, like a meme that can make somebody laugh, even if it's you know, politically incorrect. And in a way, the term troll is meant to be derisive, to ignore someone. They're just trolling. But what I mean is more of like goading. For example... Uh, we're dealing with liars in high places, and so Twitter is the ultimate place to share some of these memes that make a mockery of what they're doing. So they call it trolling. That's kind of more of a verb, but what we do is it's provocative, is what I should say, more than trolling. Yeah, I, I don't consider you a troll, but I just think some people have this perception of you and your penguins that you're out to um, to piss people off. And maybe that goes back to a few years ago when certain groups maybe you did engage a certain way. I don't think you'd piss people off. I think you're trying to do the right thing. And occasionally when we're trying to do the right thing, this includes me, we'll piss people off. But that's not the actual objective. And I don't consider you a troll. But you do know that some people do see you that way. Right. But what I, what I don't do is I don't engage in you know, rude or mean behavior because I, know, I don't want to be excluded from any party. I have media contacts. I wouldn't say friends, but people I'm friendly with who wouldn't talk to me if I was just a troll. I like the idea that someday... I might be able to have an intelligent conversation about the shape of the earth being questionable with somebody from Fox News and not be laughed at immediately. Not that that's my objective. I just think that you should be able to engage with anybody 
and not be written off just because of the absurdity of your ideas. So I think it's important to be polite and approachable and professional. So what I'm doing on the screen right now is I'm trying to bring up Dark Matter Radio, but it hasn't quite worked out for me. But uh, you, So now you're working with Dark Matter, and this question is going to inform me. Most of my questions tonight for you, I've, I've kind of known the answer. This one I don't. Dark Matter Radio, for those who don't know who this group is, who are they, where they come from, how did you get involved with Dark Matter? Oh yeah, go to darkmatter.radio. Uh, Dark Matter is the network that was started by Art Bell. It's Dark Matter Digital Network who uh, realized, you know, obviously that it's going from AM radio, terrestrial radio to the internet. And so you know, podcasting killed the radio star. I saw somebody with a headline like that the other day, which is true. Everything's become very decentralized. So he created a network and it's a 24 hour network. And it was usually just paranormal and quote science, you know, like astrophysics, people like Michio Kaku, but uh, he died 2015, 20, uh, and the network um, is now For so long going through some I changes. Um, I time. know the owner. I'm in, in I'm the pro program manager for it. So what I do is like I do with Infinite Plane Radio, which is 24/7 with my replays and a lot of music. With Dark Matter Radio, I basically book slots for podcasters, and then any special um, programs go onto the RSS feed for members. So what it is, it's a uh, internet streaming radio network, and it's practically uncensorable and we do mirror on youtube and other things but we have a bigger audience with just our tune in and uh, a few other apps we play on so dark matter because like i'm i'm not actually believe this or not i'm not a conspiracy guy i got into all of this back in 2014 when i learned about the school shooting and the the, the marathon bombing i'm trying to say prior to that i wasn't a conspiracy guy and so i don't know much about um art bell or uh, who were the other? Who are the other? George Norrie, these people. I don't know much about them. But Dark Matter Radio has some history with some of these bigger names of conspiracy. Is that right? Yeah. In fact, it, it was one of the main purveyors of all of the guardrailed conspiracies that we know to be mostly government-manufactured mythology to mislead people. And the direction I'm taking it this year is uh, pure auto hoax, uh, mostly about ideas, getting out of blue pill politics. And I, I think the term paranormal uh, is a misnomer in itself, you know, because the paranormal has all been gatekept. So as a program manager, I'm actually not replacing, but I'm curating and I'm finding, I think, content that passes a certain level of awareness. One of the contributors to Dark Matter Network, one of the, I guess, uh, content creators who's been on there for a while is uh, the Higher Side Chats. I believe you know him. Um, they're on there. Uh, we have Infinite Plane Radio is now being mirrored on there. Well, and then, of course, there. we have... interrupt there. How cool would it be if you went on the higher side chats? I think it's about time that uh, some of us tried to lobby for that because I happen to be a member of the higher side chats and I happily pay my $8 US a month, which to me is nothing for four uh, member podcasts a month plus a, a fifth show he does. That's five special calls a month for 8 bucks. That's a bargain. I'm, I might, might be time for me to try and leave a few comments, IPS, saying, hey, when are you going to interview IPS? I mean, would you be open to that if, if you got a, a message from THC? Would you go on the, go on the show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been listening to THC for a couple of years. In fact, when I first started my channel, uh, he, I remember he was a, a routine a visitor, super chatter, back when they used to allow you to get super chats for uh, speaking your mind. But, yeah, Absolutely. 
Well, dude, I'm only one person. I don't have much sway. But if enough of your members were also on THC requesting you as a guest, that would be that could possibly be the best THC of all time. It might even surpass John the Bond on THC. It's possible. Definitely possible. We should lobby for it. We should make it happen. And I think his audience is ready for it. Because I didn't think they were ready for me, man. I went on there and, and Greg's like, let's talk about this, this, this. I'm like, bro, I don't think your audience is ready. He's like, don't worry about it. They'll be fine. And they, they were. They were terrific. Like, most of his audience were totally receptive. And, like, they talk a lot of, a lot of um, crazy stuff over there, like, you know, the ancient aliens and stuff. But there's, there's a whole segment of his audience who are genuinely open-minded, intelligent people. And uh, they might be ready for some IPS medicine, you know? Well, I think I think a lot of things need to be rebooted in light of recent events. I think there's a I think there's a potential new wave of skepticism that is probably going to be corralled. I mean, right now there's an attempt to broad brush all conspiracy theorists as QAnoners who are now debunked and they can go back to normal and go back to watching CNN. And I don't think that's the case. I think most of these were just lost sheep, and many of them may continue to try to figure out, well, how did I get so lost? And they may actually be ready for this level of skepticism. But, you know, I mean, like I said, 2020 was a major litmus test. Um, I don't have expectations of mass awakenings, but I, I do think there needs to be a, an area of discourse where it's safe to discuss things. Like, I, you know, the term conspiratainment is a term I've, I've heard used disparagingly. But I'm thinking, what if I am uh, entertained by listening to bizarre stories, fringe ideas late at night? Like, why should that be off the table? And there was this attempt to try to attach it to hate and to racism and you know, political radicalism when all we're doing is we're engaging in philosophy. So what I want to do with this dark matter and even what I've been doing with Infinite Plane Radio, open, minds, you know, open phones for open minds, is uh, to keep the platform open uh, for rational discourse, not just automatically excluding something from the universe of ideas like the mainstream media does. And they've been relentlessly burning ideas and burning books uh, for years, as you've like, you've experienced and witnessed, and and I have as well. Well, we all have. Like we're watching it happening in real time at the moment. People trying to erase the past. It's it is phenomenal to see what's happening. And I know that you're probably roughly the same age as me, dude. For if you go back three, four years and say to me, what's going to be happening in three or four years? I wouldn't have picked what's happening. I mean, last year was a real smack around the face, wasn't it? Like guys, if you thought you had all this time. Uh, actually, the Great Reset's happening uh, much sooner. So let's do this. If you send me some links, I'll put them in the info box below. People can go and click them to your website, radio. So what is the plan? Have you got like a three-month plan, a six-month plan? Where is Dark Matter, uh, Dark Matter Radio headed? You've got three shows a week, plus you're streaming THC and other shows as well. Uh, what do you see over the next three, six months? Where are you going with all of this? Uh, within the next three to six months, um, I would like to have on the Dark Matter Network a nightly open phones. I want to get another person who can do hosting at that hour and more live content than not. And, of course, I want to phase out – or not phase out, but rather reexamine a lot of old things. But, you know, like I've, I've done enough research into the UFO subculture to know how much of that was just created by the Air Force. So, you know, I'm all about skepticism, but – at the same time, there is an entertainment value in examining a lot of these ideas. And I want to go down these rabbit holes with darkmatter.network as a form of uh, almost like anthropology. So, I mean, I could see having a three-hour live stream on the Bat Squatch uh, just because it's such an, a strange idea and there's actually a lot to it, um, even though it sounds kind of off the wall. But anyway, it, it, it's like 
even though it's crazy, it shouldn't be censored. And I want to be there to hold the door open for those types of crazy ideas. Well, we need to wrap this up in a moment. Before we do, though, I have to ask you, how is the Dark Matter um, existing audience, some of them have probably been there for years, and I would guess many of them do believe in the, the aliens and what have you, how are they responding to your framework, what you're presenting, where you're probably more skeptical of uh, outer space? How, how has that been received by the existing audience there? I think that a lot of them like the fact that it's contentious and they're not challenged. I'm not in any way trying to say these ideas are worthless. I'm all about examining them. Like just the other day I had a, or yesterday I had a talk with someone about QAnon, which I, I literally don't believe it to be anything other than a major psyop. But I'm just willing to discuss the ideas because I see the value in them. And the existing audience, which has been there since 2013, um, isn't dropping off. And I think that they're evolving with the uh, subculture of conspiracies and ideas. And Flat Earth was like a major uh, powder keg and it kind of shattered everything. And things are still resettling. And so aliens have kind of been pushed into the background because the Flat Earthers and now they're coming back. So um, I think that these are all things that need to be discussed and, and you know, criticized. You know, if it's a government psyop, let's just have it out and talk about it. Makes sense to me. So you've got darkmatter.radio, $5 a month to join. You get access to all the archives. But you have a, a Patreon, which is $1 a month, right? Is that still your minimum tier to join? Actually, I bumped it up to 2 uh, for okay, $2 a month. And $2 a month, anyone can afford that, right? And the idea is that they pay the $2, they get access to the Discord, and they become basically part of the, the think tank, yeah? Precisely. And it's, it's like a, I look at it as a cover charge. You know, it's like you go to a cover, you get a char charge, you pay to go in somewhere. It's up to you to make the most of it, to have fun, uh, to meet people. But all you're doing is you're paying for the cover charge. And what this gets you is the live stream notifications, which used to be very necessary because I didn't have a schedule. Now I do. But live stream notifications, access to everything, and you can make of it what you will. And you could become a South Pole character if you wanted to. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it very much. That's fine. Send me the links in the Discord. I'll include them in the info box below so people can uh, sign up. Give us your final thoughts because once you're, once you're wrapped up, I've got to wrap it up as well. It's 2.30 in the morning. It's been great to have you here. If you could leave the audience with a final thought about tonight and about what you've got planned for the, the rest of the year, how would you leave the conversation, give them something to think about as you uh, make your departure? Okay. Um, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I have come more or less to lean towards your way of thinking with regards to the hopelessness of affecting any kind of a mass awakening. However, I do think that we need to preserve for saner minds an oasis where we can talk about anything. And so for the rest of this year, I want to build that audience, but also uh, mingle with other hives of minds, you know, other gatherings of people like ours. And I think what you've done and what I've done in this last year, calling out the fake news real time is a tremendous service to mankind because what alternative do you have? Believe the lies or what because they're they're removing any alternative youtube you're not going to find truth you have to find voices that are already uh, working and independent of these uh controlled platforms so i expect a lot i'm a very optimistic about 2021 uh, i think one of the best things about 2021 again is uh, the media is i guess under budgeted the worst psychological operation of all time january 6th and i think that's going to be a, a big help in the coming year so thanks for having me on, and we'll uh, talk soon. Yeah, I hope we do speak soon off the record, man. Thank you for joining us. And like I said, send me the links. I'll put them in the info box. Guys, that's IPS. Uh, Tim Mosman from IPS. He's been around for years now.
the first time I saw him was um, when he went to that uh, public meeting. The, was it a council meeting or something? He's been around for a long time. He's not uh, new, and he's doing great work over at uh, darkmatter.radio. Could be a big development, friends. Could be a big development with uh, him taking part in that network. It's going to be interesting to see how did the existing audience, you know, because people have spent, some people decades, but many people years being told about ancient aliens and, you know, panspermia, humans got here from comets. So so to go from that to to listen to someone like IPS who is a, a space skeptic effectively, I will be interested to see how do they respond to that. But if it all works out well... This could be terrific, and uh, I hope it does work out well. So check those links in the info box below. Go and check out darkmatter.radio. And check out his um, his Patreon. $2 a month. That's nothing. Come on now, that's nothing. And if after one month you don't like the memes, because it's a meme factory, if after one month you don't like the memes, that's cool. Just quit. It's it, Two bucks, you'll never see it again. <laughs> but I think you will like the memes, man. He's got a super creative bunch of people helping him over there. So... Go and check it out. Now, we've got a few minutes left, guys. I need to wrap this up because it's uh, 20 to 3, and I'm getting a little bit uh, carried away. I don't want to be too loud. I've got neighbors and stuff. So maybe give us five minutes. Give us your final thoughts in the live stream chat, your final thoughts for this presentation. Any question, any comment, I'll read it out, and then we will wrap it up. And while you're posting those comments, let's just go and recap. Larry King, name King. Also, his original name means needle. Larry King supposedly passed away on January 23, the one-year anniversary of me saying that this is, in fact, a moose. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, all right? Born in 1933. There's your 311, there's your COVID-1933. The hoax hierarchy, johnthebond.com. Go and check out johnthebond.com. I showed you this ridiculous... I mean, if you come to me and you tell me you believe this is real, man, we've got some serious problems because, come on now. And I've been exposing this nonsense... For 12 months now. Okay, I've been doing this for a long time. This ain't new. This has been happening for some time now. I showed you this footage of Gaddafi, and this is where IPS was way ahead of me. Take a look at this. In, in some ways, IPS and I were on the same level. In one way, he was ahead of me big time. Take a look at this. I didn't realize it was this bad. Take a look. This is meant to be a real person, man. Not just a real person, eh? Um, a, le- a leader of a rogue country, man. That is either a mask or an animatronic. That's not a real person. You must know that by now. And I wasn't even planning to talk about that tonight. I just wanted some Larry King footage to talk about Larry King. And then I noticed, I was like, hold on a second. What the, what the fuck? IPS was right, man. By the way, in my defense, when I first spoke to IPS about this, I didn't say he was wrong. (laughs) I was open-minded. He had these theories about what the CIA has revealed about their, um... Silicon mass technology. I was open-minded. That's the most important thing. Even when you don't agree with someone, be open-minded. I was. And here we are 18 months later. Yep, he was right. That That's a mask. That's a mask, in my opinion. Or animatronics. We listened to COVID Cooties. We're going to play out with that, actually. Fantastic song. This is the kind of... When I talk about creativity, this is the kind of creativity I'm talking about. This is what IPS draws out of people. People with um, artistic skills, uh, musical skills, um, video, like graphic skills... That's what they're doing over at his um, his server. Go and check. It's two bucks. Just go and check it out. Chances are you won't be disappointed. Go and check it out. We'll play out with that one. What else have we got here? We've got um, Dark Matter. Yes, Dark Matter Radio. 
I still don't really know much about this. I heard about this uh, not long ago. So I'm still, this is news to me, but I think it could be fantastic. So good luck to IPS with that endeavor. Links to that in the info box below. They sell these crazy masks, man. If I was in Australia, I'd buy one of these masks from IPS and wear this out. Like, if you want to force us to wear masks, I'll show you a mask, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, boy, shit. Infinite Plane Radio, good stuff. I showed you McGregor, Corona. I didn't tie up all the loose ends with this one. I'm just putting this out there. The big money fight, Corona. Okay, Corona on the on the squared circle. Okay, on the mat. Corona on the girls' skimpy outfits, up and down. Corona, 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 eyeballs on Corona. When there's an eclipse in 2017, August. I think there's something going on there. We'll elaborate on that next time we come back for one of these streams. The eclipse, as I told you, Floyd, August 26, 2017. Now, guys, if you're not a member of JohnTheBond.com, because you can't... Because, let's be honest, IPS's um, Discord, two bucks a month, anyone can afford that. My website, it's a bit more pricey. I do tailor my work to the upper end. I do. Because I prefer those people. People who can afford the nicer things in life, in my experience, tend to be nicer people. And if if you can't afford a coffee a week, then you're, you're in big trouble, you're struggling. So if you can't afford JohnTheBond.com, then you want to at least be on the mailing list. It's free. Link in the info box below. I send out member content that's usually just for the paying members. I send it out for free on delay. There is a delay, and I think that's fair. But I send it out for free. Make sure you're on that free mailing list. Very important. We've got Larry King. Uh, that's the live stream chat. We'll come back to that. Uh, thank you to... What was his name? Evolment. Told us that... Larry King's name means needle. Correct. Thank you. You learn something every day. Thank you very much. The fake Apollo. I mean, this is just... Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. So let's go to the live stream comments, guys. We're going to wrap this up. Thanks for coming out. We've had between... At the start, we had about 20 or 30 people watching live. Now we're up to over 50. It's been great to have you guys here. Let's read out a few comments, and then we'll wrap this up. And Conor McGregor starts in two hours. I've still got two hours to go, guys. Goodness gracious me. Might have a nap. Might have a nap and come back. We'll see what happens. Live stream chat comments. Lots of penguins. Lots of uh, fire love hearts. IPS man. He pulls a crowd. People love him. I can see why. Let's have a look here. Lots of comments from Tom Fuller. I'm man. Good guy. Tom Fuller says, It will be a big help to the authority in the coming year. I'm not really sure what he's talking about. Tom Fullery says, all the big FE names were working with you. This is sad here, JLB. Go so easy on this guy. Go easy on him. What are you talking about? <laughs> you could have joined in, man. You come. If you had questions, you could have come and asked him questions. What, uh, you can ask him questions now. I mean, you can't now because he's gone. But you could have asked questions in the live stream chat. I was trying to encourage it. Linda Curtis says, great show, JLB and IPS. Look, thank you very much. Thanks to all the people in the live stream chat, all the comments, really appreciate it. Check those links in the info box below. We're going to wrap it up. I'll be in the JLB Discord for another five or 10 minutes. If anyone wants to pop in and just have a quick uh, post-call chat. But I think we'll do this for today. So January 23, 2021, John Bond for com. Had a very special guest, IPS from the Infinite Plane Society. Cool dude, awesome dude, darkmaterradio.com. Check out those links in the info box below. But let's wrap it up right there. We've covered lots of things. I want your comments in the comment section below. And uh, I'm sure we'll do this again sometime really soon. Thank you for bearing with me. It's been a <clears throat> it's been a hectic call, man. It's late at night and uh, I haven't had much sleep. And I've had a couple of uh, 
Because they're techie horses, so sometimes I stumble over my words, but I think I've done alright. I think I've done okay. Good stuff. David Sawyer says, what's the Discord link? It's only for members, uh, David. Uh, you have to sign up as a member. <laughs> it's a private Discord, uh, only for members. And I know some people have a problem with that. I understand, but in this life, uh, you find out that often you get what you pay for. And places that are open to everybody, you get shit people. The moment you put a small paywall in place, man, you get rid of all the bad people. And that's exactly what's happened at johnlebond.com and, I would argue, at the IPS Discord server as well. Thanks to Osh in the live chat for the nice comments, our comedian I, uh, Johnny's List, Benton G, all, all you people leaving nice comments, really appreciate it. But I have to go. So let's wrap it up with this song. Who I, ne I never would have heard this song if it wasn't for IPS. This is COVID Cooties by Symbia. Once again, guys, check those links in the info box below. Big thanks to all the members of johnlebond.com. Big thanks to IPS. This is Symbi with COVID Cooties. I'll see you guys next time. Check those links in the info box below. Thank you.